This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, October 20th, 2020, episode 301. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. Of course, you can visit my personal website at nickcraig.net and our website, infectionpodcast.com. Now, before I introduce Brian with an eye Aldridge, Brian, I have to tell you, Somebody went to my website, nickcraig.net, which, you know, lots Mm -hmm. of traffic, as you're aware, (laughs) lots of traffic, and sent me an email today and said, hey, man, Mm -hmm. you should check your Google indexing because you've got a .txt file sitting on your public web server with a username and password in it that you should probably change. So a a fine gentleman, he didn't submit his name, and he used a VPN to do it, to submit it because it showed the IP address, said, hey... You should change. You should get rid of this text file with the username and password in it. So, a very nice man reached out. It was to me a today. test. It, it, it was just a test. You were testing to see the cap- the text. It was uh, not my VPN username and password that I left publicly exposed on my web server. That wasn't it whatsoever. Maybe he. And used actually, it's your, your fault. Account. It's your fault because know, it's, you, it's, you put it's, it there for me. Yes, I put it there for you. I shared it for I know, that's you, why Brian. I was saying maybe he logged into your VPN to send you the email. <laughs> Well, I changed my VPN password and all is well in the world. Um, okay. Joining me as he does each and every week uh, from the great state of Idaho, the freeloader in chief, Brian with an I, Aldridge. Hey, Brian. Freeloader in chief. Re- yeah, you. St- I, 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 I give a free check here. I get all I get. I give to Brian constantly. It's a gift. Brian, I'm like, That's Brian, true. G- here you go, Brian. Here, here's my VPN information so you can set up your own. And then I, uh, and then somebody, and then I get hacked. It's, it's your fault. I know. Well, now next time we'll know <laughs> to just put fake information in that part when you give well, me I the trust, file. I see. I trusted you. I know you me. trust me. I, I I saw the password. I was like, I'm not going to use your VPN password. So, oh, well. Well, all right. So let's go ahead. And if you want to find me, you can find me at Brian Aldridge on Parlor. Of course, uh, if you want to go check out my blog, you can get it at biteoftech.com. That's, of course, with an I. Uh, also, if you want to go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, make sure you go check out on the right-hand side where it says join our server on Discord. Uh, if you do that, you can submit news topics. So maybe there's a game you think we should be covering. Maybe an article or a topic has come up in the week that you think would be important for us. Toss that in the news channel, and we will look at it prior to making the show notes. Also, if you want to get a notification before the live show starts, you can do that through join our Steam group. If you have your Steam client open, a little notification pops out right about five, ten minutes before the show starts, uh, and you can come and join us for the game giveaways and all the different things we do for that. Uh, also, if you want to watch the video forums, we have those on Twitch, on YouTube, on DLive, and on BitChute. Some of those are live during the show, uh, and you can watch them after the fact. Uh, if you want to get the pre and post show that we do, those are uh, a lot of times posted by Judd on the Infection Podcast Extras channel. Uh, and also we have all the audio forms. So the lower right hand side and go through, they have uh, for mobile apps and desktop apps. There's a bunch of different ways to listen to the show after the fact. And if you are doing that, you can follow along with our show notes. Now 301 episodes where we have links and videos and all kinds of things that we reference throughout the show. Uh, so if you want to do that, just follow along the show notes. And if you want to support us financially for what will hopefully be Paxed 
packs in the coming year. Uh, you can do that through our support channel or support tab or through humble.infectionpodcast.com or amazon.infectionpodcast.com and through Twitch Prime Gaming subs that you'll probably hear uh, going off throughout the show. So thank you very much. Uh, speaking of that, um, we've got a whole bunch of new subs in here, including our friends over at Zero Play Zero. Hit us up with the subscription uh, here on Twitch, as well as Green Man Cartoons. I believe he's now back in the lead um, at 33 months. So uh, we want to thank uh, those two individuals and a bunch of people that hit us up with the um, uh, 300th show subs on uh, on last week's program. Uh, quick little programming note before we get into um, a whole lot here, Brian. We've got a an exclusive coming up here in a little bit. We've got the uh, season three premiere of Zira, uh, which we have shown pictures. Um, over, oh, there's been tweets over the past couple of weeks. Uh, we've talked about some of the changes, and we've officially got that uh, season update. It will be out here in two days. It's out on the 22nd, so Thursday. That cool. will be that will be out and available for people to play. So we'll have that in a little bit. And we also have some key giveaways. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes. So we have some keys that we'll uh, give away throughout the show. I'm going to go ahead and open it up right now. Uh, so if you want to type exclamation point giveaway in chat, we're going to be giving away up to five copies of Zira throughout the show. So uh, probably what I'll do is see if it'll let me draw throughout the show without having to start over. If it if it doesn't let me draw without closing and having a uh, end the raffle, then we'll go ahead and just uh, pull one, start up a new list, and then that way people who have entered and didn't win could re-enter again. So we'll see how it goes. I don't remember how this exactly works, but we will be giving those away throughout the show for a copy of Zira. Very cool. Um, so make sure you uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. Um, Brian, we both failed miserably on uh, yes. Friday. We both decided to not. I don't play. feel so bad now. No. You would have left me anyway. I'm glad I. I'm glad I also bailed. I know. That's why I said so I don't feel so bad because you bailed on me and I bailed on you. It was an equal bailing. Yeah, but no, but what what really happens? Is we bailed on our audience. That's true. <laughs> I did. I, I thought you were going to be there, so I'm like, oh well, you know, Nick will get it hosted. And yeah. So, um, <clears throat> what we and we'll talk about this in the next couple of weeks. Um, maybe moving the game night or game game day or game weekend to uh more maybe on a Saturday or Sunday, but we'll we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. Um, real quick before we get into anything else, I have one other housekeeping thing for you here, Brian. Um, yes. So Halloween, of course, is Saturday the thirty mm-hmm. first. We're not doing a show on the third. We're doing a show on the fourth. So that is that is that going to be our Halloween show? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Or do we need to do well, it the so week the, before? The, the Saturday, the, the the show after uh, Halloween, right? That's what I'm asking. We do them before or after. It seems to me it doesn't matter. It's, um, the, it's equal distant away from, from e- each either end. way. Uh, yeah, either way. It's just I need to know when I'm going to be shaving shaving this for it so let's do it after then okay because yeah because i was planning on just shaving because Sa- halloween's on a saturday correct yeah saturday night uh so i was going to shave this saturday Perfect. in the way that i'm going to do it for for halloween and then we'll do the do you All want right. me to tell people what what no. i'm going to be i do not okay we're saving it's it as a, a surprise it's going to be a huge okay. surprise people i've already getting press releases yeah people are hounding my phone is ringing off the hook people trying to figure out what we're going to be for halloween um all right a couple of quick, a uh, couple of quick uh, news items here before we get into the zero stuff here in just a little bit. 
Um, our boy is back, Brian. Uh, yes. Cliff Blazinski, the guy from yeah. um, God. What were his games that he came out with? Uh, there was that Radical Heights, which Radical was Heights, yes, terrible. The well, game no, that no, uh, it, it was Radical awful. Wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It, it, was, it was just garbage. It wasn't complete. Either assets, no, it wasn't half the complete. map was, was empty. It definitely wasn't complete. I give oh, you that. Okay. But I would say Lawbreakers was complete, but worse. Oh. Lawbreakers would just seem pointless. <laughs> it just seemed like the stupidest game. Like you go in there and you just didn't feel like, you know, in some games, especially Overwatch, for instance, it was kind of a, people would compare it to Overwatch a lot. You go into Overwatch, he's wearing a shirt even. You go into Overwatch and when you, when you as a team get to the end, it's like, yes, we did it. We beat him, right? In Lawbreakers, there was never anything that felt like, okay, hey, we accomplished something together. Everybody's kind of just killing each other. You constantly respawn. There's no goal to go for. Okay. I think I know what you're trying to say, and I'm going to sum it up here. Yep. Radical Heights was a more funner game mm-hmm. than Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers was the better game. If we look at overall game for the whole thing, the polish. polish Lawbreakers the, had polish. Better game. Radical Heights was a whole lot better. It was, it was now, a lot it, of fun. If people remember, with Radical Heights, they kind of threw it out there. It was a game yes. that they were working on, and I think that they were running out of budget, and they were just like, we got to put out what we have now, <laughs> see if it really hits. And the thing is, people were playing it, but it was so buggy was the problem that that it would just caught. You'd have weird little issues, especially on the bikes and, and with jumping, and there was just a lot of little issues. But I think for the promise of the game radical heights had much more promise and i think they could have fixed it and made it a game that people would have played people like the silly theme uh lawbreakers just was too serious and if you're if you're that serious with a game you expect it to be pol- if it's that polished you expect it to be more like a triple a studios game and it didn't feel anything like that like if you make it look like something like a call of duty or you know that level of graphics and detail then people expect the gameplay to be there, and it was not. So after a couple of flops, just about two years ago, November of 2018, uh, Cliff Blazinski, who was the head of the studio that did Radical Heights and Lawbreakers, said, um, you know, I did, what I, be- I did what I can. This is the reason that I am never making another game. This was his claim yeah. in uh, 2018. Well, an article has released or uh, come out at uh, GameIndustry.biz, which is one of the uh, trade websites for uh, gaming stuff, and he has announced that he may (laughs) return to video game development development slowly and cautiously. Yeah. Now, it seems like he's a little bit erratic because if you look at oh, they make a, a point of stating <laughs> well first of all look at the tags at the bottom of this article uh you, know, you can tell they're being sarcastic mature adults acting in mature and professional ways that's one of their tags and that this is why we can't have nice things that's another one of the tags that massively op put on here but if you look at a, a statement they put in here for, he said he first stated that he was going to try and be less of a dick in online interviews <laughs> before stating he thought gaming journalists could f off. Well, that's you know, true. I see. Said. I actually will. I will get behind that train. Game journalists can f off. They are the worst. 
No, except not us. Mm-hmm. Everybody else. Yes, we're, everyone we're except for us. <laughs> and so that that you know, because you, you can tell that these journalists are just journalists don't like being set, spoken to like this. So of course, that's not that, that's not how you speak to them before they write the article. You make comments after they write the article about you uh, before you say terms like that to them. Now, another thing that he said, uh, he said he claimed that lawbreakers failed doing to be due to being too woke back in February. Uh, hmm. I don't remember anything about the wokeness of lawbreakers. Now, Nobody you played, and I have so memories of lawbreakers. There's no way you'd know. We played <laughs> we played a little bit. But yeah. you we have memories of lawbreakers from was it our first PAX? Was this was this the one PAX. in uh Boston? Yeah, PAX East 2017. So 2017 PAX East. We we go there and we see giant lawbreakers signed, bigger than anything else in the uh in the whole convention center. Yes. Uh, a giant lawbreaker sign. So you're thinking, man, this has got to be a AAA studio. This has got to be the next hit game. Of course, we know how streamers go uh, during this uh, point when they're getting all this money from a place that they're like, oh, this is you know the up and coming game. They all play it. Uh, this one had a bigger drop off than almost any others. And I don't know if it's because he maybe doesn't understand the market. He doesn't understand the whole game of of getting your the big streamers to play and didn't realize, well, you have to keep paying a few of them to keep playing it. Or else all of them are going to quit playing as soon as the money's gone. Uh, but they, yeah, people played it at PAX and then nobody played it. They kept on trying to push this out. There weren't enough people in the lobbies to even queue for uh, to play. We all logged in, were playing, and we were some of the only we the only reason the lobby started is because we had our group in there playing. Yes, uh, and it just wasn't it wasn't a great time. We didn't. There was no uh, there was no feeling of of we need to go and play this again tomorrow, and. We, we tried to make the most fun of it. I mean, we're all in Discord. We're laughing, joking around. That helps to make it feel like a better experience. But if you're in there by yourself, then you'd be in there being like, ah, you know, I don't feel like playing this ever again because there's just no enjoyment in it. Now, Cake Order in the chat says, don't forget that he had Daybreak devs on the payroll. So that's a whole, a whole nother. Well, that, that is one. That's, um, that's, like, so, uh, that's like pretty much making yourself guaranteed to have a, a failure in your daybreak. I mean, that's, I don't think I'd go that. I disavow that. I wouldn't go that far. Um, uh, but, can you name any, uh, any Daybreak hits recently? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, is, does they have a new EverQuest DLC coming out? Uh, well, that, we'll talk about that, I guess, if that's your hit. I mean, yeah. 27 DLCs in a row. It's hey. only been 27 years. Hey, they're more consistent than I am alive. In terms of years, still runs on Windows. Uh, it still runs on Windows ninety five as well. Yeah, there so. you go. Um, so I just thought that, that I, I'm glad you put that in there. Rather interesting to see he might be making a trek back. I he is one of the reasons that early access in this whole genre has got a really bad uh, name. I think, and that's not a um, it's not a total hatchet job on him. It's just the reality is he released garbage games, incomplete garbage games, and kind of get uh, he, there's a lot of there's a, his uh, some of his games are the reasons why early access has such a bad connotation with it so um, but and, and also the issue with him is if you look at his history he had a lot of money from some things he did early on and so he had a ton of money uh and he just he figured he couldn't fail because as you can hear in some of the his quotes he has a bit of an ego I, you know maybe this is brought it sounds like he's kind of hinting at he, you know, this has brought him down to be a little bit more humble. But then some of his quotes in this exact interview kind of counter that. But I think it's it's the problem of him having a bunch of money, figuring if he threw out enough of it, 
he'd get it to where it'd be successful. And then, you know, money would come in to replace all that money he just threw out. Uh, the problem is he threw out all the money. Absolutely nothing came back. And, you know, I figured that's why he probably felt like he was out of it because he really just blew a ton of money. Yeah, which is this kind thing. of the name of the game. That's the industry. So yep. uh, if you want to read a little bit about that, you can read his whole article over at uh, uh, the Game Industry Biz site. Yep. The link for that will be in yep. our show notes on infectionpodcast.com. Um, let's uh, let's talk politics here for a minute, Brian. Not that not this is not a political show, but there's some politics creeping into video games. I want to start off with um, with Twitch first. Um, a, a popular uh, Democrat representative, um, AOC Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, uh, put out a tweet yesterday or the day before saying, "I want to play. Um, I want to play some Among Us." Um, you know, uh, should I create a Twitch channel or something like that? And of now, course, doesn't she about- already have a Twitch channel? I know she plays a lot of League of Legends. I thought she was already know- streaming once in a while on that. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't really uh, dig too far into uh, to her her Twitch, um, but she's playing with a couple of um, uh, prominent uh, progressive Twitch streamers that are like that's kind of their identity is that they're progressive politics. That's kind of what they do on Twitch including a Pokimane and uh, Elon Omar, who is another um, representative uh, who's running for re-election. So rather interesting, Brian, to see. And I'll tell you what, this is, this is exactly how you make inroads in. Into this, with the younger crowd. In with the younger crowd. This is, yep. this is exactly how I would do it. You take a hot game like, uh, among us that everybody is talking about people are playing it on their mm-hmm. people are going to the bathroom at work and sitting on the toilet for an hour playing among us on their phones you take a game that is that that hot and that popular and you're running for re-election as she is and then you bring it to twitch now i'm not sure how many um i'm not sure how many minds are going to be swayed by this i think she's already yeah. incredibly well-known and popular, especially with the younger in-touch community that watches Twitch. She's very active on social media, on Instagram and, and other services. So mm-hmm. I don't think she's necessarily going to get a huge um, <clears throat> boost in re- name recognition, but good on her and whoever in her um, team thought that this was a, maybe it was just her. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but uh Interesting, uh, interesting approach. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see if, um, of course, Elon Omar and uh, AOC are uh, both Democrats. It will be interesting to see if any younger Republicans on the other side of the aisle follow suit. And uh, there's a couple of them out there that are relatively prominent. It'll be interesting to see what they come up with. So, um, thought that that was rather interesting that we've had, uh, we've seen a couple things in the past and. Um, and uh, yeah, PH says they'll be banned instantly. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me with Twitch's TOS. But with that, we also have a, a video game essentially endorsing a presidential candidate. Um, and you thought a yard sign was bad. <laughs> yeah, I did. But um, Joe Biden now has his own Animal Crossing island. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this works. Um but I've never he, played Animal Crossing, so I I I, see I haven't played about, like setting up. I haven't played the new one. 
I have I, I haven't I played, played the any. new one. Um, I played a couple of the older older ones, but uh, but yeah. So Joe Biden is now going to have his own island. Um, it is being toured and streamed by a video game podcaster by the name of Greg Miller, who hosts Kind of Funny Games. Who, by the way, his profile picture on Twitter is him wearing a Biden Harris shirt. So, like most others in the video game and the video game podcast industry, unable to separate a very polarizing topic from video games, mm-hmm. which I know we've got a lot of new people here in the, in the show tonight. Um, but we don't talk about our personal political opinions on this show. If we can help it in this case, we're talking about it cause it's prominent. Um, but our identity does not revolve around Joe Biden or Donald Trump, um, on this program. Cause it's not a, not a political show. It's a survival <laughs> video game news show, but, that's not how some people are doing it. And in this case of uh, Greg Miller and the, uh, his group, uh, Kind of Funny Games, they are, uh, they are all in drinking the Kool-Aid and they are, uh, he toured the Animal Crossing Island and that was his big news that we've partnered with the Joe Biden campaign to be the first to show off the official Biden Island at Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yep. So, um, you know, and the, this brings is something up, that's good. Sorry, I was just going to mention, this is something also, there's uh, skins that are coming in. Uh, there's certain games that are putting skins in, um, themes for PlayStation, for like Black Lives Matter, things like that. I mean, I can understand with PlayStation doing a, a Black Lives Matter theme because yeah, saw that a too. lot of adults, that's aimed at adults. But a game that's primarily kids, you know, pushing, pushing something like this, I just, I don't know. I, I prefer that especially you know if i had children i would not want them having politics pushed into games that i'm allowing them to play you know things pushed in that i i don't i don't know what's you know because a lot of parents won't realize that this this is being pushed into a game that their kids are playing yeah and obviously we saw that with Fortnite a couple months ago um and now we're seeing it with um with with animal crossing um and the twitch aoc thing's a little bit different that's not the craziest but as uh, as we've covered over the past couple of weeks, politics starting to uh, starting to trickle into um, some different things on uh, on the video game realm. All right, Brian, we are uh, about twenty minutes into the program here. Do we have a uh, key to give away, and then maybe we'll yeah, let's uh, go ahead and try this really quick, and we'll see right. if that's cool. Good. All right, it'll let me just draw them throughout here. So I'm going to go ahead and pull a different one. All right, cool. So congratulations, Shadower, Shadower. I'm going to go ahead and message you uh, with a key. And so if you you just, I assume it'll let me, I'm pretty sure it'll let me message you. If you have some sort of restriction, maybe message me. And then uh, that way I can actually get you the key. But uh, I'll I'll be sending those out as we pull them throughout the show. All right, let's, um, let's do it, Brian. We have got the, um, We've got a we had to got a message from uh, Joshua and his team um, this week talking about um, their big season three update and um, there's obviously lots of things in here we've talked about was it last week or the week before their Trello roadmap is live and we went over yep. um, and I put a link the- to it in in the show notes as well just so people if they want to check that out uh, with with the dev blog you're more than welcome to do that yeah. So we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We looked at some of the different things that are in there. 
Um, mm -hmm. And now, without uh, without further ado, we will take a look at the season three trailer for Zira Survival. Wow, I, um, lots of uh, lots to to break down in that trailer there for season three, which again um, starts live on the twenty second. So <clears throat> obviously, th there's the trailer, but there's a lot more than uh, than just the the trailer that meets the eye here. There was a, a, a pretty big dev blog that went out late last week, and I want to hit a couple of the bullet points in that. The first one being, and this is something that you've been pretty critical on in the past, Brian, are of course animations. They've now added yep. a new full-time member to their team that is going to be working with animations, character art, and video FX. Um, mm -hmm. So, which you can obviously speak to this better than I can, has a pretty big impact on a game, especially yep. some of the animations and character art. You don't realize how important it is until you see poor animations and poor character art and poor video effects. You go, oh, it's awful. Well, and that's something that with with animations most people don't realize in a video game you can code in and say all right i want to i want to make something do this well you can program it all in uh and then animations is a much more difficult part to just do from scratch uh people think oh well you just make the animation do this it's it's an art form you know it's like saying you know draw me a picture well everybody just doesn't go and draw a picture right I, well you could draw a picture but you're gonna have very different results uh in the end I, but if you have a really talented animator, and especially is there because they're going to be putting some different changes into the upcoming versions of Unreal. 4.26 is going to be working on animations and 4.27. Uh, they're really starting to work on implementing different features to character animations. So you'll want somebody who can figure out the ways to take advantage of that to be the best and start implementing those changes and not have to rely 100% on the marketplace or some... Because animations... Uh, for people that aren't that don't do this, uh, you don't just take an animation and and 
place it in here. It has to match your character skeleton. And there's a lot of details to it to where you really need uh, a competent person doing animation. So this is good. This will allow them to put in a lot of these extra features and actually have the animations that match it and look correct. Absolutely. So you're seeing uh, <clears throat> just a little bit on those animations there. You can see um, with these guns, uh, pretty in-depth loading and reloading um, animations going on there as well, as well as the firing effects. You can actually see the, 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 the gun reacting to being shot, which is cool. It's not something you see in every game. So that's a quick look at animations in Zira. Um, other than that, we've got, uh, of course, the roadmap and some of the changes to the timelines. We discussed those in detail within the last couple of weeks. So you can go ahead mm-hmm. and look at our show notes. And actually, if you watch on YouTube, um, there's a little scroll bar at the bottom that breaks up all the segments. So you find the show, scroll to the segment part, and you can you can just watch that on there. Um, now, gameplay wise uh, one thing brian that i feel a lot of survival games have missed and i think probably everybody that has played zero probably is a, mm-hmm. an h1z1 baby that's kind of we all seemed no matter what all all routes yeah. somehow seem to lead back to h1z1 don't know don't know how how or why or where but they all lead back to h1z1 and one of the biggest issues with h1z1 was there was just nothing to do in the world there was a lot of great PvP. There was a lot of great PvE, mm-hmm. but there were no server events. There were yeah. few. There were those uh, loot chest things that you would grab. Those quests. That was it. And those yeah, were kind you of, could, you could, like, you could have the signal and have an airdrop happen, but still, that I mean, we had a the pretty big caches. group, so we weren't really. Yeah, yeah, and the loot caches that really didn't give you too much. They started doing that event with the hospital that yes. allowed you to you know, kind of get some things, but that never really went anywhere. So the, I think that was definite problem because for us, you know, we made the most of it. We'd made, we'd focus on base building and then supplies for raiding people. But outside of that, the, the game didn't really matter as long as we had those base things. Cause there wasn't, there wasn't other things for you to do in the game. So zero is taking a different approach to that. And they've already, they already had a couple of server wide events, um, but they're introducing some new ones. You saw one in the trailer, of course, the helicopter crash, which, I don't know if necessarily if that's an event, but it's a it's a dynamic uh, point of interest that changes, and it is somewhat of an event. But their big one is the compounds, and we've shown some pictures over the past couple of weeks of some uh, nuclear reactors in the game. And to um, to just look at this real quick, they comp these compounds that are that are throughout the game. Um, they they look a little bit something like this. You will now be required to activate four generators. For the compound, you can see these little um, uh, wrench icons. Those indicate that there's mm-hmm. something that needs to be worked on there. So there's four generators for the compounds to be active, each with a chance of failing and generating noise. Of course, noise is going to attract the uh, the NPCs, the robots, and they will come come running towards that. Once you uh, complete the event, which is uh, powering up those generators you will produce a radioactive byproduct, which you now will be able to extract from the core of this reactor and can be used to craft certain items. It can also be sold to the, um, to the trader in game and it will obviously the, its value will be determined based on what people are willing to, to, to pay for or however they set the value on that. Now, one of the other things though, of course, is once you um, open up this radiation, you now have the option to become radiated yourself. 
Um, like yeah. many other games, when you go to an area that's got high radiation, you uh, will get some of that radiation. So it's got a br- there's now a brand new game mechanic that's going to be in season three, and it's called radiation. It's a core character stat, similar to food and water and, and stamina. It's, it's a core stat of your character. Um, obviously, if you're in a zone with radiation, it will build up over time. If it hits a certain level, um, a certain threshold, it will start dealing damage. Now, in most other games, I presume it's going to be the same in Zero. Um, you can obviously withstand a little bit of radiation, but as it gets higher and higher, it'll deal more damage. Now, they will be adding some protective equipment to that so that you can, um, you know, maybe get stay in a radioactive zone a little bit longer. And then there will also be some medical supplies that will reduce that rad in the future. Now, one of the other new things here, Brian, is the radioactive material. And this is what it's going to look like. It's going to be in a, this looks like a, uh, like a supplement container, like a G fuel or, no. or a protein powder container with, uh, with your radioactive core in it. I mean, it just shows you how effective it is, you know? So, <laughs> so you'll, um, you'll be able to you only pee uh, blood for two days. Don't worry on this one. <laughs> you'll be able to extract that. And then of course, um, sell it to the trader or use it in some, in some sort of crafting. So we showed you the animations. One of the other, uh, things that is a, a big, um, portion of games is, throwables and we've shown i think a couple of different videos pieced together but here is um here's the description of a couple different throwables in here and you can see how they throw and then how they interact with the world once they go off the first one we're looking at right here is the smoker and you can see one thing that they're doing interesting if you notice i'm going to roll that back there for a second when you run into the smoke not only does your screen get obscured by the smoke but it also plays a smoke animation over your screen. So it is completely blinding. Most games, the smoke is frankly kind of lame. It's it's super opaque. You can see right through. It's very difficult to do good smoke. First of all, we we ran into this. Was it in, was it H1Z1 that had a lot of issues with replication on smoke? I think so, but why is smoke so? Can you explain briefly why is smoke so complicated? So first of all, if you if you look at the structure of it, it's you know it's a cloudy kind of. I mean, it's like a cloud floating. Uh, if it's something that's dynamic, then that's a lot of information that you have to send back to the server. So that becomes a big problem because uh, there's a lot. Of, if if it's something that's dynamic, there's a lot of little detail there. I mean, there's all of the particles and the way it flows. And if you the thing is, if you're hiding in that, or if someone is using that. Uh, for cover, you have to have it be exact because you want to know the second that you're out of the smoke and not have it be where somebody seeing you and maybe that's about to shoot you sees you out of the smoke, but you think you're in the smoke. The same thing could be like being in a bush, but then, you know, you're not really in the bush. (laughs) That is a problem. Uh, So here you really need to make it so that that area that is smoke is identical on both players' perspectives that can be a lot of data. Otherwise, the, the way to work around that is if you created some sort of a thing that was always the same, then you wouldn't have to really replicate it between the two players. You just say, here's the starting point, but then your smoke's always going to look the same. You know, will never vary. Uh, and then you'll get complaints about that. So it's just very difficult. And we saw uh, problems. I think it was with H1Z1 having issues with replicating their smoke. If it, if, if Maybe it was another game. I don't remember. But that is something that is a pain. And the, the quality of that smoke, 
uh, I think looks very good and it looks very natural. And so, uh, you know, if, if it replicates correctly, then I think they pulled it off really well. Let's take a look at the next throwable here. This is the EMP grenade, the electromagnetic pulse, which um, you can see there has a little bit of like a black hole looking effect. And then it, uh, it stuns and it stuns all the zombies. It stuns anything electronic. And you can see that they are um, they're getting shocked and they are uh, stunned for a period of time with the EMP. This next one is the gravity pulse grenade. Um, and we can see the animation on this one here kind of sucks everything oh, nice. into a, a black hole. And then that thing kind of explodes. Uh, it's a you know, gravity pulse. So it's creating some sort of anti-gravity thing, sucking everything in. And uh, then it uh, explodes after that. And it throws everything, uh, scatters everything about. So that's what we've got nice. on throwables and animations. And we've shown those pictures in the past. One of my favorite things, Brian is the glow stick. I'm a big fan of that. I really, I, do, I really like glow sticks. Glow sticks are super cool. Um, we've got some glow sticks in here now. Probably Ravernick. Not even Ravernick. Just, I've got a whole bunch. I, I have a whole, I have like 500 glow sticks always on hand. You never know when you need a glow stick. Oh, nice. Oh, um, yep. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then we showed the smoke. A uh, bunch of new assets and buildings here, Brian. Let's take a look at a couple of these. We've got some um, interior exterior pictures and then some items just generally placed uh, around the world so let's take start here with um an apartment complex here this is the uh, rw apartment complex looks to be three floors i don't know maybe two to five suites per floor something like that in there uh you can see that it's got a, a rooftop here that presumably you'd be able to reach via either a catwalk or through some sort of uh, main shaft here that you can see in the middle and uh, obviously some some various things can go down here on the roof um, this looks like it's maybe the inside of that front door of this apartment complex you can see it's rather dark in there here it would be an actual apartment you can see the little kitchen area dining room uh, and then a, a little little living room area in there lots of uh, different possibilities and places to loot this next one here i believe is showing off uh, part of their road system, Brian. I couldn't tell if yeah. this also might be an airport. I do see some green. Um, okay, so no, that's, that's an in editor. Okay, no, oh. that is a spline. Okay. I think that's a spline mark. So in Unreal Engine, uh, when you use a spline, which lets you curve, like for instance, roads or fences, okay. things that that are following that spline, uh, they they come out as green. So I think he's just mainly showing off here the way that the roads are connecting together and he can actually uh, make them turn and bend and keep that uh, look of a road and the lines on the side. Gotcha. So we're so seeing I, that I'm there. I'm pretty sure that that's what he's showing off. Yeah, the roads look good. Everything seems to flow really well. And obviously, this is flat ground, but the roads look to be look to be pretty solid in, in that regard. Um, here is a... I don't think we've ever seen this in a video game before, at least a survival game. You ever seen a roundabout in a... In a survival game, uh, not not one that's been published. <laughs> um, so there's a so there's a bit of a bit of a roundabout here. If this is anything like a real life roundabout, it's bound to be an absolute cluster and a half. Um, then one really cool thing about using systems like this to be able yeah. to make your roads and not doing them by hand. Uh, for instance, I, I, one that I worked on, we were able to put uh, you know lights and mailboxes and automate the whole process of placing those. Uh, along the road you can do that because it's a spline you can you can make variances and have it be fairly automated and make your roads always look correct uh no matter how you move them so stuff like this 
uh, does very well. And it may allow us, for instance, if you have an NPC or something that's driving an, a bot or an AI that's driving a vehicle, with splines, you can easily have it follow the path and actually go along the road. If you're doing them all by hand, you'd have to figure out another way to make that happen. So, you know, this is the right way to do it. And so I'm glad to see uh, someone using splines and not hand painting all of these. I'm being corrected. Apparently, Daisy has roundabouts, but since I don't play Daisy, I don't know about it. Um, here is a here is a multi lane um, interstate sort of thing. The uh, two two full lanes and a turn lane. A pretty large road system there. The, the the church always a place in my heart for a church seems every uh, every survival mm-hmm. game's got at least a couple good churches everybody's got everybody's there. got slaughtered there at some point <laughs> yeah so we've got got a got a nice looking church here uh sort of a 50s or 60s style diner um kind of that that cool uh diner look uh that you see uh as you saw and uh here a hydro dam uh by the looks of this which is a cool point of interest as well and then finally, some of the elements and aspects of this, it's going to be called the Clearwater Dam. You can see there's a, some sort of a hydro turbine there in the middle, um, some sort of water reserve areas or filters, and then some other pieces of heavy equipment as well. So those are some of the new points of interests and different elements that are going to be added to the game, um, both in season three. And then, of course, as we look at the new map going forward, um, one of the other things is base building. Um, they are yes. working through base building. Um, it is not there yet, um, but they're just they they go through what what is going to be happening here. So most of the modular pieces uh, which will be used in the base building system have been completed, uh, and they're working through all of the technical elements for implementations of bases, which involves storing all of the persistent data to be loaded and unloaded at runtime. And storing in our master servers, we're also finalizing the overall design of the base building system. This will be detailed in a future dev vlog, um, and they're going to be working on that rating. They say now rating, of course, will play a huge part in the base building design, building yeah. defenses to protect your base from other players and potentially roaming, humano- roaming humanoids. Um, your base will be vulnerable at all times. Normal defenses will protect against the humanoid raids while you are offline. Um but when someone is active in the base, more humanoids may turn up. So it's going to be like kind of like a heat map sort of system, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, offline bases, the humanoids won't bother. If there's people online roaming around, um, you'll have that there. Once and one thing, but base with bases, it's really important to make sure it is optimized because if you remember the issues we would run into in H1Z1 uh, with placeable objects and things where people could place their own things you would run into some places where there were a ton of bases or even a ton of chests placed on the ground in some of those PVE servers, and it would start to lag people out. Uh, you know, So these kind of objects, whenever you allow people to place items and the exact way that they're rotated and where they're placed is very important, all that data, the second that you run into the area for every single placed item that a, a, another player has put down just causes a lot of bandwidth. You know, This is what really killed Miscreated early on. It was this kind of bad networking code for this. So uh, this is something I think is really important because for our type of group, this is one of the most important, the base building. And then uh, this is the PV, you know, what you can do with PVP on that was some of the most important things to us. Uh, And so if they can, if they can get this to where we can build as big of a base as we want, you know, within reason uh, and not have, uh, and not have lag issues and things like that, 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 that'll be, 
be great because I think a lot of them, when they throw these things together too quickly, you run into those issues of lag and it makes it to where you can barely play, uh, especially when you start throwing throwables. We'd run into this in H1Z1, with, with, especially with the Molotovs. <laughs> the second someone starts throwing three or four Molotovs, everybody's frames goes to like three, four frames per second. And whoever happens to come out of that first and get a shot off was the one who won well, the battle. And, you know, that's not what you want. Do you remember with the base rating, you would just throw all those gas uh, jerry cans in front of the we gate? We would blow up gas cans. One yes, frame a second. Gas cans. But the, and all that fire effect yeah, would just cause the whole game to come to stand still. Yep. Yeah, like literally, so. I'm not exaggerating. Like, oh, one frame. Literally, like an in-game FPS counter would say one frame a second. And it would be... Yep. It would be <laughs> unmitigated disaster. Now, one thing that they're doing interesting here, Brian, is that there's going to be a claim system. So once your base, unlike some other games where you just pretty much wipe it down to the foundation, um, once mm-hmm. the base sustains enough damage, it will go into a capture period where you can defend your base and whoever wins the battle will be able to claim the base as their own. So you not only can lose your base and have to rebuild it, you could also lose its claim. And, and and lose yeah. the area in which it was built. So that's a rather interesting mechanic there. Um, bases ca- could be built on multiple surveys, allowing you to create an empire of bases, but that would mean an increased upkeep to make sure your bases do not grade or raided by humanoids or other players. So that will be possible. Obviously, you'll be able to do that. Um, so with that being the case, um, they've made some updates to the map that we have talked about, some uh, pretty big UI improvements that you can see in these couple of screenshots here. And I think we've shown some of these, but um, there's now a map with a, with a new key showing some of the new things. We've got a couple of those radio towers spread throughout the map, the reactor events, the compound events. Uh, if there's a contested compound event going on, you can see all of these different, uh, all this, all these different things with the key on the left and how they uh, coincide here on the, on the map itself. Here is the, uh, here's the, you are dead screen. Um, you can see a couple of different things on here, including who you were eliminated by, um, what they used to eliminate you, how long you were alive, and then some of the spawn options across the bottom of the screen, respawning at a random location, um, respawn nearby, and then respawn at a safe settlement. And there's some different countdown timers for those um, various things. The reactor event will, will be in there. We talked about there will be radio tower events in there, in which we've talked about. Um, the bunkers have been updated and then we've got a bunch of new weapons in here, um, a couple new snipers, the SVD, the Mosin. Um, we've got some some knuckles here that you could be punching some people in the face with. Knuckles with barbed wire on them, uh, knuckles with nails on them, electric knuckles by the looks of it. Looks like a couple of uh, 15 volt batteries wired together and a little push, push button um, so you can uh, shock somebody. That's... Um, that's pretty neat. We've got some uh, some binoculars in the game as well. Some cosmetics, which I don't believe we've seen a whole lot of in Zira. Um, yeah, I mean, he had a few. I think he had a few in there. We've uh, seen some. But not a, not a ton yet. Yeah. We've seen some special holiday events. I know around the 4th of July, they, they did some patriotic stuff. Um, but here are some, some different things here. Um, there are 31 new skins. Here are two of them. They've got the Punk and then Justice, which is a, an American eagle throwing a grenade. Um, which I mean screams justice to me, and um, and then they discuss um, the the leaderboards, of course, on here, and then they show a um, a drone skin here. Those who placed in the top twenty five of any of the three leaderboards in season two 
will be granted the Imperial Drone skin. So that is it, Brian. This is a massive update for Zira. Of course, the roadmap is in here, and you can see um, with a lot of transparency at least what the plan is in the future. And the thing to remember with a roadmap is it's not it's not set in stone. It's a general mm-hmm. idea of what would like to what what they would like to accomplish or what anybody would like to accomplish before the next season. Some things work, some things will work, some things won't. Um, but it's nice to be able to look at this and see, you know, here's all the stuff in season three, which will be out here on the twenty second. Here's all the things in season four, including base building, new vehicles, the new map, and then even into season five, some of the things uh, that are that are going on in there. So lots of really cool stuff coming up here in Zira. Um, and I want to thank uh, Joshua and his team for uh, for giving us the opportunity here to uh, to be the first to show you that trailer here on uh, on Infection. So with that, All right, being do you want to do said, another uh, another giveaway here really quick? You read my mind, sir. All right, let's go ahead and draw another one here. So congratulations, X Bravo, X Bravo. Uh, I will send you a message here in a few minutes with your key. There we go. Awesome. Thank you very much, X Bravo. Long time fan of the show. All right. Um, Ubisoft. I believe we did. We talk about this maybe last week or the week before that there was a potential breach at Ubisoft. Do we have? What, yeah, like and then got some more and details. now. Now data is starting to show up on the ransomware's uh, places site because there was a, if I remember correctly, I think that there was a report of a breach, but then yeah. supposedly did they say that there was nothing important that really came out of it? Uh, the problem so. is yeah. now, now uh, data is being posted on ransomware on this ransomware website, uh, and this it's they're not really sure exactly how the information was obtained. Uh, you know, so they, they know that data is out there, but they, uh, they don't know which breach or how it was breached exactly. Um, now this is, this is something where they've been leaking it out. I'm assuming this is kind of a proof. They'll probably be asking for some sort of money or something. Uh, once they feel like Ubisoft is convinced (laughs) that, uh, they have data that might be important to not get out, but uh, this is something where they've they've grabbed a whole bunch of files. Um, you know, there's group file shared files that were supposed to be in the company. You know, with source code and things like that. Production um, plans, production plans, meeting. You know, information, meeting just, minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, so just information that might be talking about upcoming games or unreleased data that they probably just don't want people knowing. So I'm sure a lot of this is just kind of very generic information that doesn't really matter, but there might be something that they really want to keep secret. So this is something that uh, they, they said Crytek has been fully encrypted. Uh, so that's not, I'm not sure, you know, if th- this looks like it was maybe from shared folders from what I'm gathering, where if you have access to the file system, you can copy those out of that. and the encryption isn't going to matter because you're lo- they're logged in. Uh, it's not like they externally grab somehow data off of an encrypted drive because then it would be encrypted. So it looks like they got they gained access to a shared folder in the in the network, downloaded a bu- everything they could, uh, and now this is that information. So they if they can track down where these files came came from, they could probably go look at that folder internally in the network and have a pretty good idea of everything that this uh, this group has. So yeah, we will see. It, um- 
it, it the the one good news I will say is this appears to, as you said, Brian, some sort of shared drive, a corporate shared drive. So it it's yep. not anything. I mean, there's not people's credit cards and passwords are not stored in clear text on shared drives inside of a. They're not even stored on a shared drive inside of a company. So fortunately, it just seems more. Um, there's some assets possibly in here, but nothing that's. Um, it seems like a lot of administrative stuff. Again, meeting notes, planning presentations, seating plan. There's literally seating plan 2013 04.22.xlsx. <laughs> so an Excel spreadsheet yep. with the seating plan. Um, so nothing super crazy, but nevertheless, either somebody internally leaked this or they've, uh, you know, I, you know, Brian, I would never do this. Some, somebody may have had this available publicly. What kind, I don't know what kind of jackass would know, have probably just sitting on their, their web folder here. Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't know why you'd have this stuff on a site that's indexed by Google. But, I mean, there's idiots out there. I mean, you know, I would assume there's some idiots out there that do things like that. Um, that would so maybe, do something silly like that. <laughs> do something as <laughs> stupid as that. So maybe that's the fact yep. over at, at Ubisoft. So um, good news, nothing uh, on the customer side. Because, I mean, I've got my – I've had a credit card on – you play at some point, but it doesn't appear that yeah. any of that stuff is. Yeah, it does. It doesn't seem like it's a database dump, which is the bigger concern because that can have all kinds of information in it. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about New World. Uh, we mentioned uh, Daybreak earlier. Of course, uh, a lot of the Daybreak folk are over at Amazon working on New World with Smedley. Yeah. Um, what do we have? Uh, what do we have from them? First off, they're kicking off their alpha test period again. So uh, they are resuming that. This was announced uh, today. Uh, so oh. on here, first of all, some of the things that they are working on uh, that are going to be in this alpha that have changed. They, the spear is a new melee weapon offering long distance pierce damage and some range capabilities. Uh, scales primarily on dexterity. Remember, this is an MMO. So stats and, and those type of things really matter. So your, your spear scales with dexterity. Uh, but also can be benefited from uh, strength. They have the zoner skill tree uh, for this, which specializes in keeping enemies at a distance and throwing spears from range. Uh, if you remember correctly with with this game, New World, you don't pick a class. You don't say, I am going to be this exact character. You level up skills on the character, and then that way you end up picking what could be a class. You know, you could really mess up and pick a few things from everything and be nothing that does a little bit of everything. Um, or you could specialize to be a healer, a tank. Uh, for here, this would be a range DPS type of character. Uh, they also have, so that's the zoner skill tree. They're also doing the impaler skill tree, which specializing in being close up, you know, working with the spear and being able to do quick close attacks. Uh, they have a new quest line for the legendary spear called the heaven splitter that they're putting in this uh they have per weapon cooldowns now provides more options in combat and makes weapons uh selection even more valuable uh, each weapon will now have an independent cooldown meaning that you can use all three abilities on your hatchet and then switch to your warhammer and use all three of its abilities uh so it's separating those to where each attack of it has a cooldown so you can maybe you're dual wielding something you can uh switch back and forth uh, weapon switching is sped up by enabling you to more easily switch between weapons and create combos between them. And now you can and you can also dodge roll without stamina after being struck in multiple consecutive reactions. So they're adding a way that you can kind of get out of uh, being killed if you've run out of stamina. Uh, abilities interrupted or canceled before the inactive frames of an attack will no longer be on cooldown. 
So if you get interrupted during an attack, don't get to complete the attack. It, it doesn't kick that cooldown in. I should still be able to do it. Uh, so that was weapons and skills for balance. Uh, the hatchet, they were reduced berserk, reduced to 10 seconds. Berserking enhanced, reduced to two seconds. Coal the weak, changed to the heavy attack. Uh, rejuvenating kills, reduced to two by uh, 2-5%. Relentless kills, or relentless fury, reduced to 5%. And then reduced homing on second and third light attacks. And that's with the hatchet attacks. They have a life staff uh, that you can get. They've uh, tweaked that some. Now backstab, They've said any melee attack that hits an enemy's back now gets backstab bonus damage. So kind of like the rogue type of player. If you can sneak behind, hit him from behind, uh, you'll get a bonus uh, damage on that. All melee weapons currently have a 1.3 times backstab backstab bonus damage. Uh, this will be tuned per weapon in the future. I'm assuming they'll probably get you know some sort of rogue specialty weapons that maybe get a 2 or a 3x damage. So they use those. Uh, and backstabs no longer cause knockdowns. Uh, for the world experience, housing will now display the following. There's a decoration score. So I guess if you make your house look really nice, it'll tell you, oh boy. you know, how much decoration you have. I don't know. That seems kind of odd. Uh, also, there's a number of items you have placed. So if you put a bunch of in there, it'll say you have 10 items in your house. And then maximum count on the decoration UI. AI. They put in a new threat system for this adjustments to make enemy targets more under uh, more understandable and controllable. Uh, introduced a new threat system where single threat value is calculated per player. Higher threat greatly increases the uh, chance to be selected as the enemy's target. This really la- leads into tanking. You know, you got to have something like this for your tank because your tank needs to hold threat while everyone else is doing damage or healing. Uh, they created logic. Uh, for how the threat's calculated, current damage and threat perks are the main determined, but specific attacks to add or remove threat in the future, that would be specialty attacks by a tank that just pull more da- pull more threat to keep them on them. Uh, healing does not affect threat generation. This will change for Lifestaff users soon. So uh, I'm assuming what they're saying is currently healing pulls a normal amount of threat. You know, it's not a reduced threat, but they're going to probably put it in that Lifestaff if you're using a healing that healing staff probably reduce your amount of threat. So you're not pulling uh, attack from, from the NPCs. Uh, then the, they work on some of the economy and progression. So progression, they've reduced the XP players get from, uh, from a number of different things. Uh, so they're, I think they're really trying to slow down the leveling experience. Probably what they did is they increased uh, the speed for the initial test that they did uh, and then lowered it now. Uh, so that people can get a better idea and they can get a better idea of what the long, more spread out uh, leveling uh, works like in this game. They changed uh, attributes a bit, increased the attribute pool to add attribute pool to add a meaningful amount of gear and introduced diminishing returns to increase build variety. Um, they increased the amount of attribute points you get from leveling because you know they're making it slower, but they want you to get more so you don't feel like you're weak for the first half of the game. Uh, they added attribute points per uh, to the gear. They adjusted focus attribute to the primary scalar scalar uh, for life staff. It no longer affects cooldown rate. And then and they said their long term goal is to have focus be the attribute for healers slash support characters, while intelligence becomes the attribute for damage dealers and mages. Um, gems no longer give attributes, but instead provide elemental damage for weapons and family banes for armor and then diminishing returns 
were added to all attributes. Uh, they changed some of the gear, adjusted level requirements and rarity mappings for gear in preparation for a strong end game gear chase. Uh, they don't want to give you the best gear. This is what WoW did really well. Uh, you know, they give you a base set. They've kind of lowered that a little bit in WoW lately, but they give you a decent piece of gear. But then if you want really good gear, you're doing raids and you're doing all these big group activities to get the best pieces of gear. And it's actually a lot of work in the end. And that's what draws people to these MMOs. Uh, gear is now has a specific level requirement. Previously, all gear was uh, from a tier was usable at a single level threshold. Uh, the level requirements of a piece of gear is based on its uh, score. Uh, higher rarity gear has a lower level requirement than lower rarity gear uh, with the same gear score, uh, making it more valuable. But, uh, rarity mappings change so the legendary gear can be crafted and dropped from the world. And then gear perks, the final thing, 16 new perks were added to the game. Nine perks, nine perks that reduce the weight of specific classes of items. For example, uh, you know, reduce the weight of raw and cooked food on a specific piece of gear. And then seven perks that affect your threat generation, which I would assume be for tanks, but also for DPS and healers to reduce their threat generation. So that's what they're doing in this test. So hopefully it sounds like they're trying to make something to where people can start testing the grouping aspects. Everything was before seemed to be, it was just for individual play for the alpha, you know, people creating a character, leveling it up a bit, uh, and now it looks like they're going for, all right, you level up, get in a group, do some whatever content they have for groups where you need a healer, uh, you need a DPS, you need a tank, uh, and testing out those to make it an actual MMO. So this would be one that if you have a group of people playing, definitely be the test to start with because you can actually start focusing on a role and then seeing how that balance works currently. And make sure you give feedback too, because I'm assuming that's what they'll have plenty of ways that you can give feedback on this. You know, it's, you don't really think about it, um, at least I don't, because I've never been an MMO player. All of the things that go into an MMO, I mean, yes. and then and then I look back at some old MMOs, like Fantasy Star Online, these games mm-hmm. are from the, and obviously that's not nowhere near as advanced as, as New World, but that uh, PSO came out in like 1998 or 7, yeah. I mean, you're... There's a MMOs are incredibly complex. Um, yeah, and it's you know, and not not that other games aren't, um, but it's a different level of complexity with um, with all of yep. the different and buffs. This and, is something and, and that balancing. Well, and this is something with with WoW. I remember that what really made me enjoy it the most back when it was a little bit more difficult. I there was certain gear that took me three or four months to get. And that was playing every day for hours, three or four months to earn that piece of gear. That was the rarity that they put on it. And when I would walk into the main city wearing that gear, like people would run up to me just to inspect it and look at it. You know what I'm saying? That is the kind of thing that for for an MMO player, that is the draw. And I think when they make it too easy, you know, they go to where that now you can get it through game passes and uh, and you can get it through uh, just buying it and things like that. It kind of t- it took away from what was the real draw to these type of games, the earning of it. Uh, and I think if you look at H1Z1 had a really big hand in kind of making this not feel right for me, you know, because there it every you had to buy everything. Right. I mean, everything costs you pretty much money uh, unless you randomly got something. And it really took away the, hey, 
I respect you because you're wearing that because I know how hard it was for you to get that to, it didn't really matter. Like, you, you, okay. I don't respect you because you spent a thousand dollars to get that stupid skin on crates. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That I just, yeah. that, that didn't earn my respect for some, for maybe for some kids it did, but it didn't for me. Uh, for me, it, I respected the fact that I saw somebody that was where either got a very rare drop, maybe a mount that only one other person has ever gotten on that whole server before, or maybe a piece of gear that I know the rarity of it is so high. You had to have run that instance a hundred times to get that piece. That's what firebomb uh, it, says. You would take months doing the same dungeon over and over to get that one damn shield. Times have changed and they don't do that anymore. But the thing is, well, I understand why they don't do it anymore. Love that game. Yeah, but you wouldn't love it and now. The, I guarantee you, you're a hypocrite. No, I don't have the time this. for it. No, exactly. You're yes. an adult. But at that time I <laughs> loved it. And if, yeah. if they, the magic of what that hopefully new world is able to figure out is how do you make it hard enough to where it feels like, oh, that, you know, you get that gratification, that burst, you know, that burst of, oh, that was great. I, I earned that where, but to where they don't feel like you're giving it away. You know, they've got to figure out the enough, enough time to put in to where you're not having to dedicate your life to it, you know, eight hours a day, but you still feel, put that value in your heart on that piece and other people see value in it as well. Did you ever play Destiny? Yes, I, I do play Destiny, actually. Okay, so Destiny, would I would consider Destiny a new age MMO. No? Uh, now, in a, in a certain way, they do base, the, their drops are 100% randomized as far as the stats. Uh, you, know, you go into certain instances and you'll get a higher level item, right? It'll be better, but... The, the drops are incredibly random. Like all the stats on there are, are, are randomized. They don't even always make sense. You know, they're not predetermined that this kind of stat's going to go here and this kind of stat's going to go here. So there's, there is a lot of not necessarily, uh, they, they throw a ton of gear at you in that game to where that's, there's not a, hey, that person has that one piece of gear. A lot of people, people won't even, a lot of times people won't even realize in Destiny what a good piece of gear is and what's not. You know, you, you may use it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, I've got one that on paper doesn't look that good. But the thing, when I go into a PvP in Destiny and play with it, dude, the thing is just amazing. But no one else knows that. That's the problem is no one else knows in Destiny. Uh, you can't really tell if what the other person have is, has is truly amazing all the time like you could in WoW. Like, WoW, they would make very unique pieces that it had a certain look to it. And so it wouldn't be random to where, you know, some other person with a low version of it looks the same as the person with a really nice version. You have to make it to where when someone walks in with that, that is special and you know it. And they don't do that with Destiny. That's kind of the downside for me. But Destiny is incredibly popular and incredibly mainstream. Yeah. Yes. And so th they have all the aspects of it, keeping it in a non, you can go do, I've done raids with people in Destiny. Uh, so it has that kind of a feel. One thing I like about Destiny is it the difficulty level of some of the raids that most people never get to. There's a lot of puzzle to it. Wow. Early on was all about puzzles. Uh, Destiny has puzzles in it for some of the boss fights more than wow does now. Wow has gotten away from a lot of that. Uh, but that's a, what Destiny is probably currently one of one of the closest things to an MMO that we have, you know, of new mainstream. things that have come out. Yeah, of mainstream games that that's an MMO. We'll see if if uh, New World can pull that off. 
but I'm not sure. I'm not sure hundred percent yet if they'll be able to do it. Well, that's interesting. I, I, uh, I feel like I would love playing an MMO, but I know in reality I wouldn't. So I don't, I just, well, and like I'll, I'll Tara, Tara, I've been, she's been playing wow with me lately and she's been really enjoying it. And so, well, yeah, but uh, I mean, that makes sense. You're playing, you, she, she probably enjoys playing the game, but she also probably enjoys the fact that she's playing with you. So, well, no, not, she'll even play by herself now. I'm like not, she'll go I, off and play when I'm not, but the thing is that she liked destiny. She really enjoyed destiny. So she enjoys that style. Never played, uh, destiny. you know, and, and I played you, a you little. Try. I mean, it's free. It's free now. I, I played it. Uh, I played on stadium, mostly on console by myself, and just just tried it out. And then yeah. I got I got to where I really enjoyed it, uh, and started doing a few raids, and then kind of pulled off doing other stuff. But it is it is go. probably one of the closest things to get you into it without gi- giving your whole life up to play an MMO. I think I'm going to go buy Stadia Premium so I can play it. Yeah. Oh, but, <laughs> That's true. Well, and you, I don't know if I do that. You could just go onto your Xbox or your PlayStation and play the. Uh, yeah, but but now they. But would it be Google they, they have Stadium? free up to a certain point? No, oh, I mean, yeah. If you want to try Google Stadium, good luck. <laughs> uh, one one thing I was going to mention, Firebomb did point out. He says tr- the transmog system killed WoW. Uh, that's the system that allows you to make any piece of gear look like something you've collected already. Mm. So people. People, the gear that they're wearing may not even be, you know, they can get one random piece of really rare gear from a couple expansions ago, and then they can make their gear always look like that, no matter what piece they have. Would you say that they are catfishing? Uh, for, well, I what I think it's yes. doing is ta- taking away the value. It's making it to where people don't really care anymore. They're going for a specific look uh, and the new players don't really know what's special and what's not anymore, right? Because people have all these really cool looks. It used to be per expansion, they, they could get you to, they could get people to make, think a certain look is special because in that expansion, you only get certain gear looks. And then at the very end game, you get a really cool looking version of all that. So when you would walk in with that, they'd be like, oh, like that's different than the rest that I've seen up until this point. That looks a lot better. Uh, so then you would know something is special. Now that you can make a piece of gear look like almost anything, you know, how would you, how would new players know? They don't know what's special and what's not. It's just a bunch of gear at that point. Yeah, and that's I, kind of so lame. I think that's kind of a downside. It's cool. It's cool that they, you know, it's kind of a cool feature. You can make it look like anything. Like for instance, in wow, I just got like a, a, a laser rifle or something for my engineer. Uh, you know, I could, I like the piece of gear and my current weapon is better than that one. So I could, but I could make my new weapon look like that if I wanted to, you know, that's nice, but I think there was a downside too that really killed it for the hardcore player. Well, there you go. Little uh little MMO one on one crash course. Um yes. let's uh let's talk about our Lord and Savior here uh for a minute, and that is Mr. Gabe, the uh Mr. Steam himself. The uh Valve president is apparently is um is not um he apparently is moving to New Zealand. Um, and there were some questions as to whether he is going to move Valve, move a studio in Valve, or maybe move the entire company's official headquarters over to New Zealand. None of that appears to be true. Um, he talked with a news outlet in New Zealand and said, um, I don't have a meeting lined up with the prime minister of New Zealand to discuss a business move and valve does not currently have plans 
to open an office in New Zealand, which isn't to say that it was, wouldn't be a bad idea. It's just not something that we're working on. So apparently he is just moving to New Zealand. Um, the mm-hmm. company, nothing company wise is moving there. And he's been there since March. He's just now applying for uh, residency and citizenship. Now, in New I think was it last week that I made my prediction that it's possible he might be retiring and that w- would possibly open up the door to maybe Microsoft purchasing Steam. Yeah. Do you think that this is a hint that he may be getting ready no. to retire? Well, I mean, he you think he he's going to keep in it? Well, he can quote unquote retire from being, I don't know what his role is, the CEO, the COO, the owner. I don't know what his actual title is. I can look and see what he is. But I mean, I'm not sure. I'm sure he doesn't have a lot to do with that stuff anyway. I'm sure he's just doing meetings and discussing things with people at a very high level. And he's a decision maker at the end of the day. But I mean, he's not cracking open an IDE to work on Steam CDN. Like he, yeah. like he was 20 years ago. So he is the president of Valve. This is current. Okay. So he's the president of Valve, which means he's not even the CEO. You um, typically have, you typically have a president well, depends, yeah, and a CEO their, their and a CEO. And most of the time, yeah. not all this time, most of the time, the president is more of a figure. That's not saying yep. they don't do anything, but in most of the time, your CEO or your COO is the one actually running the company. It's not normally the president. Typically. Well, and his net worth currently is about $4 billion. So Holy crap. I mean, he doesn't really need to do anything. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so like, but at what point, do, you know, other than you enjoy, you know, being a part of the company and everything, he does, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, he could, he could spend a million dollars a day, you know, for the rest of his life and probably be. Being maybe all right, they should, you know, yeah, maybe they should, some money in his pocket. Maybe they should stop charging developers thirty <laughs> percent. I mean, that's just, well, a, just he, you always idea. wonder. People would say, but if he didn't charge thirty percent, he'd go out of business. Oh wait, he's got four billion dollars. Okay, never mind. Yeah, well, that's not here nor there. So uh, Joshua, who is definitely not biased at all, says New Zealand is a great place to retire. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, and now the thing is, as PH know. is pointing out, he says, according to the internet, it sounds like he wants to move the studio there. Some earlier, another article that I saw was kind of stating that, hinting well, of at course. it. I mean, uh, if he, 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 would if he want moves to. to the country, of course he'd want to open an office. Why would you not? I mean, you're the president yeah, but I, of the but, I, but it doesn't sound like he's going to do that. Oh, you, do you know, that you know the disaster big. it would be and the headache it would be to move the company's corporate being from the United States to New Zealand, that would be a dis- yeah. uh, that would be so much of a lift. I mean that I don't, well, I don't foresee that to be the case. I think they are once, a U.S. based I think, company. I think once the COVID kind of passes, the the threat of uh, you know that everybody's so scared and people are not wearing masks everywhere anymore. Uh, I think at that point, because for him it probably feels like a paradise. Because as Joshua, who's from New Zealand, is pointing out, they don't their COVID cases are incredibly small there. There's practically no cases. And so for him, it feels like safety. He can go do whatever he wants during the day. Everyone else is feeling locked down. He's hearing about all these things that they're having to go through. So yeah, it seems like it probably once the COVID threat passes a little bit more, then it'll be like, okay, well, there's not really a serious reason to move them to New Zealand. You know, yeah. just because I mean, he might there, want to stay there. Know, but- he could stay there, you know, and he could do everything. I'm sure he could do all of his tasks and his job remotely. 
He's been doing it there would be, It wouldn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense to move everyone else there as well. Agreed. So that is a little bit of news about our Lord and Savior, uh, Gaben. Yes. So hopefully we'll see where that goes. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, let's talk really quickly about Epic Games. Uh, you know, we got to okay. make our money somehow. Yeah, absolutely. And they're going to, uh, they're allowing refunds for players who got the Fortnite NFL skins. Now, that was where you could get skins for your favorite team. Uh, but now, since, of course, we've had uh, everybody's getting woke uh, and we don't like Indians, I guess, uh, we are, uh, they're allowing refunds because some of these teams know they've changed the names. Only right? one. Uh, yeah. Well, Kansas City. Uh, they know, haven't changed, changed their name. The, the, well, uh, the Chiefs, I, they're, some of them are questionable. You know, some, one of them changed already. I think others wa- have been discussing. Yeah, it's called the Washington now that football those, team. Now that those skins will have changed, the, they're, rather than just changing the skin and saying deal with it, they're allowing people to get a refund, you know, and then you won't have the skin anymore. Wow. Thank so God. That, very strange. But hey, you know, one thing that I found interesting about this whole topic once it came up, uh, you know, once they said we need to change all these teams, the the actual Indian group that was named that was like, well, we're really proud of that name. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and then and then the NFL, racist. and then the yeah, and then the NFL was like, we don't really care about you. We care about our PR. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> and that was essentially yeah, it's what like happened. it's like it's like. Yeah, it's it's like the Redskins. They're like, well, we're proud of that name. It's like a warrior name. You know, that's something that we think is good. And I guess the NFL doesn't their, care. Yeah, their opinion doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Well, thank God. The, Indi- the, the Native Americans' opinions don't matter. It's about us being woke, and we got to make sure everybody knows it. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, I'll have to uh, log on to the Epic Game Store and get my uh, get my money back here from my uh, Washington football team, as they are now called. Fantastic name. Um, mm-hmm. Let's uh now, Brian. We are within the spooky season. We're just a couple of weeks away from Halloween. Uh, by the way, are you coming to my Halloween party? No, sorry, I'm thrown. I've already got one that we're thrown. Uh, so oh, oh, I don't have time to fly out beforehand. Com- competing. Hey, do you want me to do a quick game giveaway here, really quick? Or yeah, absolutely. Keep with the time. That's good. Yeah. All right, let's do it. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll draw one more here. And I don't know why. Oh, he must have re-entered. Kill the once. Just kidding. That's really weird. All right, here we go. Hey, Wild Dodo Two, uh, Wild Dodo Two. You have won a copy, so I will send you. And he was wanting. He was after we ran drove the first one. He was sending messages in here, fake, saying you know he won. Well, yeah. actually won for real this time. So yeah, congratulations. Yes. Um. Yeah. This, uh, thanks for being a winner. Such a winner, Amnon. Um. <laughs> so as, as I mentioned, too much. Yeah, you're gonna get tired of it. Um. We are in the uh, we're in the spooky season here, Brian, and uh, you know we we've had some lackluster Halloween updates thus far. Miscreated is the only one that's done anything thus far that we've talked about. It's actually in the game, um, and now Red Dead Redemption is uh, is doing one as well. They are kicking off their new uh, they're kicking off their Halloween uh, thing here with their zombie mode. So let's watch a quick little trailer here of Red Dead Redemption 2's, or actually Red Dead Redemption Online's Halloween Pass.
okay, so I'm a little disappointed that that's the quality of video coming out of Rockstar. That sucked. Yeah, but do, are they really making that much money off of their Red Dead Online? Then don't do a trailer. No. Okay. This is not this is not an indie studio. This is no. one of the largest video game developers and publishers in the world. And yep. no narration, shitty stock music, and just that that was awful. Really quick like, close up animation like of the characters so you don't have to really make a scene. Garbage. For, for, yeah. Yeah, I mean I just well, it, I scum, just think that they're scum every single video that scum does is ten times better than this. Better than that, yeah. Rockstar has got Rockstar spent what a half a billion dollars on this game, and and this yeah. is their thirty-one second trailer. It's unexcusable. Why even release yeah. one? Just put out a press release and call it a day. This is a terrible representation of your product. This video, not in any way, shape, or form, makes me want to play anything. Have, want anything to do with this game because it's a crappy trailer. Why? Why would you just, even release I, this? I, I one thing about Red Dead Online kind of being a flop for the most part. I would personally prefer them to make a DLC for Red Dead Redemption to the game, like make make something that expands that story, and I would actually pay for that. I, I personally don't care anything about the online, just because to me it just doesn't feel fun. When I've tried it, the it just it's really janky and it just doesn't feel right. I would rather see uh I'd rather see the base game get some sort of a Halloween something. You know, have yeah. have a, a set of quests that you add to the base game that are Halloween themed. Uh do something like that and I would get excited, but the online I just don't know anybody who plays it. This is a isn't this a great opportunity to do it though? You don't have people in, enthusiastic about your online, so you come out and you kick down the door and say welcome back bitches, it's been 3 years. Here we are, Red Dead yeah. Online Halloween finally, update. Instead, instead what we playing. get, yeah. instead we get this: a bunch of guys dancing in a saloon and a cowboy <laughs> looking back and forth through the knife. <laughs> what is this? PH said, "Is this a fan-made trailer?" I mean, it looks it's, like it's, it. it's terrible. And again, I just, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't know why. I don't know why they would have wasted their time with this. Nothing about this makes me want to play it. Nothing, and now we're now we're just now we're crapping all over it. Yeah, they've they've done a really bad job with Red Dead Online. If you look at GTA Online, it's not. It could be much better as far as the it's fluidity perfect. between. It is. I mean, that's between, It's perfect. It I'm did exactly about, what they did. What they wanted to do. It is perfect. Well, yeah, but there's but there's not fluidity like you need. And Red Dead needs to have more fluidity than GTA because. There's not enough variety between the modes. Like in in GTA, you can have one where you're racing cars, another one you're racing jets. Uh, you know, just there's all kinds of variety to it. This one doesn't. And the way that you get to do one quest versus the other just seems like such a pain. And there's no natural flow. The queuing system, you know, for the the little battle, you know, PvP areas they have aren't that great. It's just for this type of a game where you're riding horses and there's not a ton of variety, you need to create a better system for going back and forth between them because it just feels so janky. Or if I spawn into online, uh, kind of, I guess kind of like GTA, 
you know, you've got some guy who's using a glitch to make him be able to shoot you from halfway across the map on his horse and you see him zip by. It's just a bunch of stupid stuff happening. Too many hackers. It's just the, the all the ingredients for having a flop were there with Red Dead Online. Uh, and it just didn't seem fun. So I think they've got you to either pull back from it and start putting content into the base game or fix online like the way that it flows together to make it to where people enjoy playing it or just release currently it's horrible yeah i mean that'll fix it too have its own gta online that's a separate product you know to where they're not doing it per per, uh, version of the game yeah well uh, then you can fix it and do whatever you want and not rely on the individual expansions so that is that uh red dead online halloween um joshua did mention that their zero update for halloween is coming next week I'm sure we'll have a couple more, um, but as of right now, it's, uh, it's oh, I forgot, Overwatch, which we'll talk about, uh, Miscreated, and Red Dead, I think, are the only three that, that have actually released stuff that are, that is out and playable now. Um, so Could, Yeah, Call of Duty. Um, oh, by yeah, the way, the- I want to mention this. I played the new Call of Duty. Um, yes. It, I played the, the, there was an, oh, there was a private beta or a closed beta a couple weeks ago for PlayStation reorders or something like that which i wasn't going to do mm-hmm. um and then i guess there was an open beta all weekend and i just what really wasn't around and had no interest but then i was scrolling through twitter when i got home from work yesterday and uh i saw that it got extended and i was like all right i'll download it so i downloaded it and played it um i like it it was a lot of fun i haven't played cod in nope. a while i haven't mo- you know brian i was just getting back in the kick of playing video games somewhat regularly then i moved and it is just, thr- I haven't, honestly, I've been here since July, I think. Yeah. I probably can count on two hands the amount of times I've actually played a game since, since I've moved, just because there's so many other things to be working on. Um, but yeah. it was nice, nice to jump in there and play COD. Uh, the time period is really cool. The weapons are neat. A couple of the maps I played on are really cool. They've got some interesting game modes. I was kicking ass. One of the, I went like 38 and nine in the first or second game I played. I was in there just slaying people as a level one i mean it was just filthy um but uh that that's coming out the 13th of november uh that will be out so looking forward to that um it's gonna have a a war zone style thing of course it's multiplayer and because it's a black ops game it will have a uh, hopefully a pretty decent zombies mode which uh, has been a steeple of the treyarch call of duty game since um the only one i really played was the world war ii one which sucked. That one was not good. That's the old, that's the only one. Get this next one. Um, yeah, I'll I'll get that one and try it because that's one thing is I tried played that one did did zombies for a bit. It was interesting, but I don't. It was really chaotic. I don't know if that's how they all are. Uh, the the older ones were better, but the multiplayer on this felt really good. They've made some pretty significant changes to the UI. Uh, and how things kind of feel and look it's got a it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's sleek and modern uh which is nice i only played it for maybe three hours so take that for what it's worth but uh i had a good time with it i played pretty well with my old video card here my 1070 so yeah just thought i'd bring that up cool all right um let's go ahead and talk well do you want to talk about overwatch and yeah. uh play their trailer really quick so they have their halloween event uh and they're going to be doing their halloween terror 2020 this goes from the 13th so it started a week ago it goes through the third of november 
Uh, so if you're interested in getting some of the specialty loot boxes and things, uh, you'll need to between now and then. Uh, and of course, here we have a trailer which will show off some of the uh, some of the things that they're adding in this, and, and hopefully maybe some of the rewards. So we'll see. This will be good. Heroes beware. Legendary terrors emerge from the shadows. The scientist cursed by the moon. The vulpine shapeshifter, a thousand-year-old soul. Aw, uh, yeah. Are you frightened? A nautical specter, forever lost at sea. Frightful. The vengeful spirits of two brothers, haunted by their pasts. Easily scared. Spine-tingling tricks and treats await. You're just a glitch in the system. You're not scared, are you? And shocking horrors, courtesy of Dr. Jankenstein! <laughs> Heroes answers a call. It's all coming up. Exploding! Try not to get yourselves killed out there. Kaboom! And join in the fight against the Mad Doctor's most twisted surprises yet. He's alive! He's alive! Ladies and gentlemen, my latest creation! Ah, oh, the classics. I love that movie. There we go. New skins. That, like new, uh, new skins. That is the difference between caring when you make a video and not caring. These are no. two similarly sized AAA studios, Activision slash Blizzard, which is larger. I'll get it, but they're in the same ballpark as, as, as Rockstar. They've got the same resources available. Rockstar mailed it in, released a shitty product. Overwatch made a two minute movie. Overwatch. It's just, it's, it's, it, it, it just puts them to shame. That's how it's done. Good, good work. And that, you know what, Brian, you know what the difference is? It makes me want to actually play Overwatch. And I probably am going to actually download Overwatch and play it. Yeah, and that's the, and well, this one, they have a little bit of a different, I don't know if you remember, I think last year we played this Dr. Whatever, not Frankenstein, but whatever. Oh they yeah, that it. was cool. I remember that. Where it, it would, you'd have NPCs that were attacking and they'd be waves of them. So they have a specialty mode that's not usually in there. Uh, so that, that was a lot of fun because it wasn't the normal our group versus your group. We pulled in a group, played against waves of NPCs, and gets you gives you a little bit different experience than what uh, what this usually is at Overwatch. So uh, try it out. This will be going through uh, November, the beginning of November. So uh, you'll have a couple of weeks here to, to actually get some. Other, unlike most of these, like we mentioned before, where they give you a day or two notice, say, hey, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, we're doing a special event that ends you know, Saturday morning at, at 9 a.m., you know, and they don't give you any time to actually do it. So this one, you get a little time to play and maybe get some of those custom skins through all the crates that they drop. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and download that. Um, I misspoke. There's another game that released an update. It is uh, they just released it today. 
Um, so that's why it's so new. But this is uh, this is for Astro Near. They're calling this the uh, biofuel <laughs> obtainment operation or the Boo update. Boo. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's um, a stretch. They're like, how do we make this update Halloween? <laughs> well, obtainment. Boo. <laughs> Um, so there is a new plant species that has been detected, um, which, which are capable of generating, uh, potential biofuels. Um, so the, the, there's, there's that that's on there. Um, there's a dangerous hazard that apparently is protecting that plant. Um, there are a couple of event rewards, including the hollowed helm hat, um, which is, and these are all for completing different stages or different things. The endless visor, the pumpkin shelter module, um, and then randomized recurring rewards uh, at the end of the event. And then they've got some new items in the store here. Um, they've got a hocus pocus hat, uh, a crystal ball visor, a creepy crow, um, an- another hocus pocus hat, um, a peak abu, which is an emote, a jump scare emote. And then some new palettes as well, as well as a couple of other bug fixes. But again, another long-running Halloween update. This is uh, starting uh, actually yesterday, the 19th, and it runs all the way through. Um, oh, it's Actually, it's weird. It stops. It says, this must be wrong. It says Monday, November 30th. I, I can't imagine it's going to run for an entire, an entire month uh, and, 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 and some. So uh, I guess it's possible. Uh, maybe there's a misclick yeah, there, but it, yeah, I guess that's true. So yeah, this will be running at least for the next couple of weeks, possibly the next month and a half or so um, for the, mm-hmm. uh, the boo update for Astroneer, which is a, a really, really fun game. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk really quickly about Xbox game pass because I've been making my sure. predictions on Xbox. Uh, there's more games coming to Xbox game pass uh, and, one is a studio that's uh, just bringing their games. So they're getting a trio of Double Fine LucasArts classics. Uh, ones that I'm really looking forward to. First of all, Day of the Tentacle. Now, this is probably before your time. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is my uh, late 90s, early 2000s gaming here. And that has Full Throttle, Grim Fandango, Day of the Tentacle. I know some of them. Uh, and the, the, then a couple other games as well. I think they're going to probably be adding that. But this is another studio that's coming in. Uh, this is not huge games, but they are a lot of fun. This is back when they put a lot of time into adventure games. So there's a lot of puzzles and actually took you weeks to beat a game, uh, not a couple afternoons. So this uh, this is going to be on there. Also, they're going to be putting in Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, so that'll be added to the game pass as well. So for people that are interested in that. We will see. They now they the hint that they did is they showed a big castle with a rainbow going over it, and that people were sieging the castle. So that's kind of your hint that Rainbow Six Siege is uh, is coming to Game Pass. That's a big one. That game is still very popular. Yeah, I think I think that they're going. I think they're realizing that the console war is a losing long term war. Yes. The, the, it, 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 hey, people gave Epic a hard time about this exclusivity, or you know, at least with the Game Pass, having all these titles uh, because 
the Game Pass is starting to get some exclusivity. I've been seeing hints that, you know, so with some of these studio purchases that Microsoft's been doing, they're not going to be release, releasing everything on PlayStation anymore like these old studios did. So uh, they're they're realizing that the exclusivity game works. Uh, they want to be the Netflix of video games, I think. I think. And I think that they're probably one of the best suited to be able to pull it off, you know, and get away from the console and create the platform where you subscribe to the video games. Oh, sure, we have a device that you can play them on as well, uh, or you can play them on your PC. Uh, I, th- I think that they're going for being the Game Pass as their primary revenue source for for gaming like this. Yeah, and it may I, work. Uh, I mean, look at Netflix. Exactly, I would uh, I would tend to agree with that. Um, we mentioned a little bit earlier on, Brian. Speaking of MMOs, EverQuest, um, they have got a new expansion out there, twenty seventh, to be exact. Kramit, Kramit is excited. He's the he's the one person in our group. <laughs> Does a Falcon <laughs> play it? Um, I don't know if he plays it anymore. I know he has played it. So, <clears throat> um, so, and I mean, it's uh, yeah, we're not really going to go into it all that much. Um, it's going to be out um next. Actually, no, it'll be out tomorrow. It'll be out the twenty first. Um, and that's it. It's their twenty seventh expansion. So, uh. Bring that up. It's uh, sometimes yeah, potentially just, relevant. What, what's odd about this is that the technology and the graphics and the, all that stuff has not improved since the uh, the original. So like, it's just as crappy graphics. It's just as junky of a UI as uh, is pretty much early on in its development. Yeah, people are still buying all these expansions. Hey, people like Pretty what they like. To me. Yeah, I mean, yep. you, you like what you play. Um, speaking of Destiny 2, um, there's an article here over at um, PC Games N that one of the major um, groups that were distributing and selling Destiny 2 cheats has been given the old uh, cease and desist as, um, mm-hmm. as, as, as we've come to see with, uh, with cheaters and fan remakes of games. This is the old, uh, the old corporate uh, cease and desist. Um, Perfect yep. Aim is the group which sold aimbots and and other tools as a monthly subscription service uh, for Destiny Two. Um, it has taken down its Destiny Two products following the legal pressure, and um, yeah, I guess this this will be a uh, these subscription cheat services. Man, there's a lot of damn money to be made in cheating. These some of these cheats yep. are expensive: ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty dollars a month. For access to some yeah. of these sheets. Well, in some streamers, now the kind of the dirty little secret is some streamers have private cheat makers that work with them because they're yeah. willing to pay. If the streamers, if this is their income, right, they're willing to pay a thousand dollars a month for or more for a cheat, if the, depending on how much they're making streaming. Uh, and so that way they will have a cheat maker that maybe makes cheats for four or five people and that's it. Like that's their cap. They, they open up slots is what they call it. They'll have five slots for a specific cheat. They will only sell to those five people that, you know, if someone quits getting the cheat, then a slot opens up and they'll make it for someone else. That makes it to where it's very difficult for the cheat, for the game developers and, or whatever the network may be in you know, a PlayStation or whatever they're playing on to detect it because there's only five people in the world that have that cheat. And so uh, this this is kind of a custom made. This version of it 
is for the masses. You know, the, for $50, you can get it. There's a good chance that that'll be detected because how many people have that $50 plan? But this seems to be the way that cheap makers do it now with a subscription-based service, and they make a decent amount of money doing that. I've always wanted to purchase these. I, I'm not going to, but I, 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 I'd, I'd love to try to purchase one of these monthly subscription cheats and just see what the process. Like, I wonder how easy is it. I mean, it can't be that complicated. I mean, I'm um, sure they just have. You have a control panel. You log in that lets you download it. You know, for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it. It's there. Probably isn't too much to it. That's a big risk uh, to get banned from a platform. I don't know. For me, if I, to get, if I got banned from Steam, that would really suck. I mean, yeah, you'd like you'd lose your entire retirement. I mean, you'd be. Oh, I know. I, I got a few games on there. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Judd says it's very. I've done research to try and reverse a cheat before. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you what, last time I did in depth, in, in depth research for infection podcasts, I ended up installing Chinese malware on my computer. So I am not, learned I'm not yeah, I'm not going to be purchasing a cheat. Um, but, uh, I tried <laughs> back in the H1Z one days and it ended up. Uh, and the problem is he, he, he installed this like 10, 15 minutes before the show. It changed the language. Of the computer, his whole computer to to Chinese Chinese or something, or yeah, you know, like Chinese simplified what. Chinese or something, yeah, yeah, and and so and then he had to figure out how to reverse that. Well, he couldn't apps. read any of the things that were popping up on the screen. What I, lesson learned? I have done it all, Brian, for the for the fans who have done it all. I put my uh-huh. I have put myself at risk personally at risk for this podcast <laughs> and for you putting uh, my VPN password yeah, on a public I, text I, file. I, I, yeah, she did. Well, luckily that doesn't like open up a door to you. But. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's. Um, let, there's a, here's an interesting. Uh, here's an interesting. Uh, how about topic. how we do one more game giveaway? Are we going to be ending close to seven today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, so let's go do one more uh, giveaway here really quick. Uh, Locklore97, congratulations, Locklore97. I will be uh, sending you a key here in a few minutes for Zira. And then we want to thank Joshua, especially, for providing these keys um, and, uh, and allowing us to do the game giveaway. Yeah, giving us a little bit, of, little bit of inside scoop on some of the things that they're working on, which is always cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's only a matter of time. You know, every other developer that we've uh, had a friendly relationship with, and we've ended up destroying one way or the other, being honest. So. Well, I mean... Yeah. You know, miscreated right. there he their main developer is a little bit mad at me but hey they were legitimate critiques <laughs> so you, you can't have one chest that holds five things for a clan of 15 people it just doesn't work i tried to explain this uh he didn't agree uh and then h1z1 well that was the slow trickle i mentioned banning china and that was it that was all we were doing a live interview Doing a live interview with with uh, Adam and 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 uh, who else was it? It was uh, it was Adam. Who, the, the other guy now works now works at Amazon uh, doing their yeah, stuff. I think it was Adam and uh, it was the Amazon. other it was the other the, the other guy, the tall yeah, skinny guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name. But he uh, yeah. So he, <laughs> Nick asked them about cheaters, China inch from China, and they were like. Pretty much, what what cheaters from China? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, like, I was like, you know, well, the masses of cheaters from China in your game. Yeah. Like, if I look at the scoreboard, the number one leader right now is QQ one eight six nine seven four three. He's got ten thousand kills. 
in the past 24 yeah, hours. Somehow he, he has he has one he has 1,000 kills for every death. Now, if you could explain <laughs> that, you know, I mean, is he that good or you know what is it? Yeah. Well, so, nevertheless, uh, thank you, thank you, Joshua. We'll uh, we'll be kind. Uh, <laughs> let's speak of games we have not been very kind about. Um, Arma and Arma has got a uh, an a update trailer out for um their 2.0 update I, I don't know how arma 2.0 arma 3 2.0 this game's been out for years so uh let's take a look at uh, yep. what we've got here on the armor front Oop, on the armor front there we go close one to see you finally made it. All right. Not really sure exactly what all we watched. Um, but, uh, a couple well, of different this things. Is the, this is the standard Arma, how they do it. And that's, that's the other thing to know. Arma, Arma by itself is not all that sexy. Arma with third-party maps and mods and modes can be relatively sexy. So yeah. it's not Arma itself is but, not all that Well, cool. the secret is they're really adding items for modders to use yes. in their mods. Uh, you know, so that, but of course they have to make it look like it's for some specific reason. So, you know, they'll put, oh, we're, we're adding this little stupid scenario that has all this new stuff. The scenario is really stupid, but the modders go, yes. And they all buy, you know, more DLCs if they have them and everything else. Yes. Um, so that is, uh, that is Arma. You can read the full patch notes on their website, uh, excuse me, on their steam, on their steam. The update for that is, uh, is on but there. They, but they have like kind of like a, uh, the firing drill is pretty much a shooting range. Mm-hmm. They tweak some things with the editor, uh, you know, having it work better with work sh- with Steam Workshop and stuff like that. And they're, do- I think it's on sale right now. Is it? Oh, that would it be cool. I don't know. They're claiming maybe it's not yet. There okay. are a few discounts, but not on the main game. So maybe at some point they will be. But yeah, they were claiming that there was a sale, but I'm not seeing it. So gotcha. All right, let's um. Let's talk about Arc here for a second. Just one quick update this week. Uh, 3.14.13. Um, tech grenades, when a couch when attached to the scout, will now instantly explode. Um, and then further enhancements to mesh, the mesh protection system to prevent projectiles and structures from being fired or placed inside the mesh. The mesh is essentially the ground of the map. Everything is on top of the mesh. Um and there's open world games like this always have issues with meshes because it's a very complicated thing when you're placing things on top and it's it's a whole thing. But uh, they're they're still working on their mesh protection system. So uh, pretty light. Well, one problem I, is but when the with the things that we were running into issues of is people were using specific dinos to where they could put a platform on the front of it. They could walk the dino up to it and then sit in a chair. Right. <laughs> Yes. They would get out of the chair. The animation moving forward would then push them through the mesh to where they could get into areas of the map and break into people's bases that they weren't supposed to. The streamers raised out it uh, for months 
they started banning people who would talk about the problem, realized, oh, well, this is a PR nightmare when you're dealing with streamers who the whole thing is a bunch of people watching them while they talk about the game. And then you're banning those guys because they're mentioning that your system is incredibly broken. So now they've been putting a lot of effort into actually fix this, which is good. Uh, but it took them years to even address it and to take it seriously. Yeah. So that's why um, a lot of people are pissed. I, I'm looking forward to their Halloween update. Ark is always uh, the creme de la creme when it comes to um, different holidays. Of uh, th- Thanksgiving's a big one for them. Easter's another. We know you one. love the turkeys. I do. Uh, they're still following me in my sleep. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Christmas, and then and then Halloween. So hopefully, we'll have that next week, and that'll be in there for a couple of weeks. But a pretty uh, pretty light week on the Ark front over there. Um, Let's talk about Atlas really quick. Okay. Because yeah, what you got from Atlas, there? they just just a little bit ago during the show announced uh, some changes. First of all, a new direction. Uh, so <laughs> hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> this is my first reading of this because it just got announced, but I'm going to go ahead and we'll run with it. Uh, after a lot of internal discussion, we have decided to start cranking out more frequent, smaller content drops rather than larger, expansive features that take months to prepare. Yes, as Nick said, good, good, good deal. This ultimately does not change our current feature course, but rather than wait for more content, we are simply going to drop what we're look we're working on now, the first iteration of the trade system next week. How does this affect your everyday pirate life? More dev news. You are going to hear from us more often on new features we are developing. Faster content drops means more new features, but also means more map wipes. Good and bad, right? In the true spirit of early access, which Atlas certainly is still in, we're going to tell our awesome community what we're working on, ask the community for gameplay feature ideas, and see if some of them work. Not every feature we test will out will ultimately make it into the final game. We might change our mind. Now, without further ado, they're going to talk about the trade system. Uh, since they started this renewed Atlas journey, they've introduced the farmhouses, warehouses, uh, and now they've hinted at uh, these were more than just a standard quality of life improvements. We we're building upon these features by developing a trade system. So they're having a new uh, structure called markets. Um, they, they said these are, set, are these are used to set up trades. They'll will uh, they'll need to be connected to a warehouse, which in turn should be connected to a farmhouse. Farmhouses are used to fill the warehouse that the market will use to look up things to trade. Markets will need to be placed next to a warehouse, and each warehouse may only have one market. Players will need to control both land for resources and markets and C for trade routes. In the actual market itself, players will have a menu that allow them to set up the resources for trade and the exchange rate at which they will trade for. Players can then request trading routes with other markets. Uh, with this really, I'm just going to, we'll see if they talk about this a little bit more, but it sounds like people can do things on your islands, sell items to your market, right? Mm-hmm. Or purchase items. And you can put the markup of, you know, what you purchase it at versus what you sell it at. And then you'll be able to set up ships that will automatically go back and forth to be able to trade with other places, maybe for resources. Uh, the interesting thing would be then pirating would have an actual use because maybe you could intercept uh, ships and, and steal from them, you know, things like that. Uh, and also here we have a new island type called control points. This will be an integral part of the trading system. Each grid on the server may 
have anywhere between one and three control points that companies can capture for advantage. When trade conditions are met, markets will create a shipment of goods. This uh, trade ship will automatically sail to its target destination, going through any control points on the grid that are part of its route. These shipments will also generate gold for each party. The longer the trade routes, the more gold is generated. Companies will that own a control route uh, that own a control point can set a tax on any shipment moving through it. If there is more than one control point on a grid, the shipment will automatically choose the lower tax if available. If a company owns a control point on the grid, it will prioritize the company to avoid tax. Companies that own a control point can also choose to blockade specific companies from using the control point, making it possible for companies to stop trades between others. Players will also be able to directly attack uh, any shipment on route as well. There we go. Control point islands will have a unique icon on the map. These islands will contain a central structure surrounded by cannon towers. Players uh, will have to destroy all cannon towers and the middle uh, structure where they will have a plant to plant a flag in order to gain, to gain control. The structure will then rebuild themselves and players will be able to place the cannon towers at specific defensive points and build other defensive structures around them. Control points will automatically start defending itself once attacked. Next up, uh, towers will be the tax bank where the taxed gold is collected. Unknown control points will still defend them and will collect taxes into its tax bank. Tax banks can be destroyed and stolen from. On PVE, no one can take ownership of the control points. The trade routes will always be open to anyone. However, the control points will always collect taxes at a set rate and PVE will also be able to steal from the tax bank. So uh, that's really big change. Giving some of these features a re- like a point of exact actually existing, uh, I think this is going to make a huge difference. It'll be interesting to see if we'll have the issues with like big Chinese clans coming in and just controlling everything and making mass chaos, or if they're actually going to be able to control that. Uh, they're going to be having ramming ships. Uh, a couple of months back, they wanted to add an early version of uh, for the gold system. Upon reviewing the community feedback, uh, they have gone to this ramming ship. The ship is uh, for gold system will be slowly rolled out after they launch the trade system. Uh, still in development, but you'll be able to ram, I guess this is trying to steal from those trade route ships. Uh, so that'll be a new feature in there. Uh, also in the final note, they said, again, we will be like to emphasize that Atlas is still in early access, meaning many things can, can and will likely continue to drastically change even in the development uh, middle of development. Anything discussed is only up to date at the moment it is posted. Features and changes will ultimately make it to the next patch, maybe different from what was previously discussed. So they're starting wow. pretty much starting over and building a whole new system from scratch. Sounds like we're, we're going on two years now that this game is out. Yep. December, two years ago. Um, uh, PH and uh, Ross are talking back and forth in chat saying, I wonder if Atlas can do a comeback. Um, Ross says that's some interesting gameplay. I think it they is. need to make smaller servers. I need, I think they need to quit having like three servers for everybody to play on uh, because that's too easy to manipulate and make it more like arc, maybe a bigger version of arc to where you have what still feels like a big system, but not everybody on one map because we saw what happened with that last time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that is, so. Uh, that is zero pretty massive or zero. Jesus. That is Atlas. Pretty uh, Atlas. pretty major update there for them. 
um, yeah, that there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there. Hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, let's. We don't have a ton of time. How about we talk really quickly about Dead by Daylight? Okay, sure. Uh, because they put out they put out a patch. This is their four dot three dot zero, and okay. uh, on here they have the executioner balance update. So they're doing a lot of tweaks to the executioner to their perks and uh, abilities. Also, they are changing some terminology with the generators. So a generator losing progress over time is regressing. Putting a generator into the regressing state is damn generator. If a generator loses some of the progress immediately, this is called losing progress. A block generator cannot change its progress. A block generator retains its regression state, but no progress is lost until it is no longer blocked. A regression generator can lose progress due to other effects, and a generator affected by ruin can still lose progress due to surge. So surge, pop, goes the weasel, and overcharge have had their text updated to reflect these changes. Um, they've also done some visual updates to, you know, because remember they were going through and they did a lot of visual updates to some of the maps uh, or and kind of announced some of they were going to be doing. Well, they've done visual updates to the Macmillan Estates realm, uh, to the lockers, to the footsteps, visual effects that they have. Um, they visually, visual updates to all of the blood effects on the screen blood, blood squirts on hit, um, and blood pool decals. They updated the visual effects for the trapper, wraith, and hillbilly. And then they updated the dissolve visual effects for in-game, uh, in-game and in lobbies. Also, they put, they added 4K UI icons. So now they will scale up. So if you're running a 4K, uh, monitor, you will not probably see a little bit of pixelization on there anymore. And then the perk rarity, all perks now have the same rarity. So like tier one is uncommon, tier two is rare, and tier three is very rare. Uh, They did some bug fixes uh, on here as well. They have one known issue still. The killer will sometimes see an incorrect animation during the start of a match camera pan. Um, So that's that's all the main changes they did. And there's also a, a dev update blog that you can go check out that talks about all the things with chapter 16 in more detail so if you're interested in really reading into those and each of the perks and the specific changes to those uh you can go and check out their dev blog and that's all on there all right let's uh let's wrap up with one more item here brian this is a game called desolate um it's been out and this is recommended by firebomb it's been out it's it, it's been out um been out going on almost two years it'll be two years in january um, and they just had a big update for their 1.0 release. Um, it is a first-person horror survival, um, but it's a four-player game. So very similar to a Left 4 Dead or a... Um, oh, crap. What was that other zombie game where you put the plane crash? Um, oh, um, The Forest? The forest, so, you know, similar to that, where where it's where it's limited in the, in the player count. It's not an open world survival game. Um, they've got their trailer out here for their 1.0 update. Um, so let's take a look at this trailer, and um, we'll uh, we'll discuss right after this.
well done live action trailer. Um, yeah. Kind of reminded me of a mixture of Stranger Things. I got a little bit of like the Chernobyl vibe, the TV show. Um, Firebomb says he's playing it now. It's like miscreated plus Fallout. It's not so much zombies as it is people that lost their mind, very similar to Resident Evil 4. Many jump scares, very atmospheric. So um, it's on sale right now. Huge, deep, deep discounts, Brian. 70% so, off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the prices these lows, you'll never you'll never find prices this low. Uh, 70% off. You can get it for $7.50. It's normally $25. Bucks. Um, so that is... Uh, I might as well grab is, it now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, you know, uh, this is when I make a bad financial decision and buy this. I know damn well I won't play it. <laughs> um, so that is, uh, that is that. It's desolate. There'll be a link in the show. By the way, reviews, uh, all reviews, mostly positive. It's got about 4,500 or so reviews. 70% of them are, are positive. So obviously it's a, it's a playable game. It's, uh, it's, somewhat polished enough that people are giving it those kind of reviews ph of course bring up that it is co-op so you want to play with with friends that's uh, you know a big yeah. step but this is that's not unique i mean again you look at games like left for dead and the forest you want to play those games with friends too it's and, and raft i mean it's just kind of the kind of the name of the game so that is uh that well, is there we desolate. go i got i got a copy of it now so i'll be uh able to play yeah. with you well i mean i don't have a copy um but uh, so one thing they on here. So this is their roadmap that they they posted on here. The roadmap for uh, the 2021. So early spring 2021, they're going to be redoing their weapon system, their close combat system. So they're going to have heavy, medium and light style uh, melee weapons. Uh, they're going to have the battles become more tactical uh, and they want to have it to where you'll be able to risk and try to parry your enemy's attack in case of success. You'll gain an advantage. And then new animations will let you feel the battle dy- dynamics and attack impacts better. Then in winter of 2021, they're going to be do- doing character visual improvements. Uh, so new hairstyles, beards, facial options for character creation, new starter suit for the main character, environment, 3D models, and texture updates. Uh, and they'll, then in more towards the beginning of 21 or in February 2021, they're going to be uh, working on the storyline, elaborating more on that. So uh, they'll have storyline, quests, and gameplay uh, from voiceovers to everything else. So uh, a lot of changes coming to this. And uh, and looks like they took a little bit of time of a break from when they released it you know, from their 1.0 to now. And now they're making some big plans to move forward. So should be exciting. Yes, sir. I want to thank... Uh- my buddy Melmo for hitting us up with the uh, follow and subscription here on Twitch. Thank you very much, Mel. Um, played some Call of Duty with him last night. We had a pretty good time playing that. So oh, nice. thank you. Thank you very much for that. All right. Um, I believe that puts one us- thing. One last thing I wanted to mention. If you go yeah. on to the Epic Game Store and you get the Rocket League, which is free, they give you a $10 coupon that you can use in the store to purchase anything oh, else. Oh, Really? So you just go get Rocket League, which you don't even have to download it. You just add it to your account, uh, and then they'll give you a ten dollars coupon. So, so you're telling me, oh, Jesus, I got to do a, <laughs> I gotta I gotta do, do an update. update. Damn, yeah, I don't, I don't use yes. it. Oh, <laughs> now it's gonna yeah, Sweeney, Sweeney DM me really quick just to make sure I got that out on. There. Hold on, it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna auto update and probably put my computer in UAC. Hold on, let me 
and task. I can't even end. Okay. Phew. That was a close one. Um, so. Oh, okay. I'll do that after the show. Um, okay. But that was just something have- I figured <laughs> I saw a little notice, did it, gave me a ton of coupons. So I figured, Hey, why not? Yeah. I mean, not definitely not a sponsor. Um, mm-hmm. All right. We've got, I think what, one more uh, uh, key or two more keys. I think one. One more key. So let's okay. go ahead and roll for this one. And this will finish it up. Perez, P-E-R-R-I-Z. Congratulations. Uh, and I will send you a message and hopefully you all enjoy it. And I just, as I said, I want to make sure we, uh, thanks Joshua uh, for providing us with these keys and excited for the, for the uh, changes that are coming out. And hopefully people that haven't had a chance to play this, that have won some keys, hopefully you enjoy the game. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'm planning on jumping in there this weekend, and I uh, echo that, Brian. Uh, thanks to Josh and his team, and I want to thank a couple of other people as well, including uh, including the uh, PlayZero account. Hit us up with a Tier 3 subscription here on Twitch. Very much appreciated. As well as uh, Green Man Cartoons. I believe he's the sub-leader at 33 months. Jesus. Um, and then uh, just hitting us up here at the late, at the the towards the end of the show, uh, my buddy Melmo. So, Thanks, guys. Greatly appreciated. And uh, thanks to all the new uh, folks that swung by the program tonight and subscribed. Um, this is Infection. We are, we're, we're here every Tuesday night. We uh, had to shoot the breeze, talk about survival video games for a couple of hours. We, uh, As you see by the show number, we've been doing this for quite some time, going on, uh, going on six years in, in January. <laughs> so it'll be, uh, we've, uh, we, we, we've got a little bit, of, uh, little bit of experience under our belts here. But um, Brian, you know, I know we've got some new people here and I've even, uh, you know, I'm getting some DMs, some text messages during the show. People saying, hey, I know big show, but you got to get current players in. So people have been hitting me up for it. People say, hey, we got to talk about impatient. Yeah, they are. They're getting a little impatient about it. And I say, "Okay, fine. We'll give you current players. We'll take a look at some people playing video games. We'll start that off with Ark Survival Evolved. Currently playing 30,515, the 24-hour peak, 48,819, with a seven-day peak of 62,893. Moving on over to Rust, 37,929 people currently playing that. The 24-hour peak, 57,625, with a seven-day peak of 70,217. Looking at seven days, wow, these numbers are still rock solid. 15,139 people currently playing that. The 24-hour peak, 18,974, with a 7-day peak of 26,413. Taking a look quickly at Conan Exiles, currently playing 9,330. The 24-hour peak, 13,745, with a 7-day peak of 17,249. Looking at Miscreated, currently playing 401. 635 is your 24-hour peak, and the 70 peak, 728. And wrapping us up, can it make the comeback, the most improbable comeback? Atlas, currently playing 1,317, the 24-hour peak, 2,060, with a 70 peak of 2,449. And that is uh, that is current players, and that brings us up to date with all of the uh, all the people currently playing games. So there you go. Very good. Well, let's go and roll into the the, uh, the second or third favorite part of the show, uh, <laughs> tip of the week, where we go through and do either a general gaming tip or one for a specific game. And I figured, hey, trying to get Nick to play some Destiny 2, so this will do it. This will be tip of the week. You going to mail this in like Rockstar's trailer? 
No, this is this is a good one. <laughs> All right, so in Destiny 2, one thing it took me too long to figure out, uh, first of all, I encourage you to find a clan uh, because if you can group up with people, you'll progress so much faster. Uh, you'll have people to ask questions to and they'll really help you move around. Um, so clans, and then that'll allow you to build fire teams, which are pretty much just groups. Uh, if you're looking to do raids, which is where the high-end gear is to get your high gear scores, you're going to you're going to have to be in a clan for that because queuing up for random raids is almost impossible without a group. Uh, I have never successfully queued into a random raid in Destiny 2, and I've sat there and had it wait for hours in queue. It just doesn't happen. Um, next, you need to look at the gear and, and your weapons. Uh, what you can do is you can actually customize each piece of gear with specific abilities. So if you go in there, you can add mods to each pieces of, of gear and uh, and on that, first of all, they'll have a, an option where you can pick between two abilities. So you'll have like a main ability and then you can pick two different abilities to where you can customize a little bit what your weapon is able to do. Uh, and then you'll pick up random mods uh, that have different rarity levels. And then you can add those to your item to give it more of a specific uh maybe a specific stat or ability. So that's really the secret to uh, the, this game. You just pick up mass amount of weapons as you're running through, you'll pick up a bunch of weapons. Most of them are junk and you'll sell them. Um, but you'll find ones that have maybe a certain, like one of the really high, high uh, uh, fire rate, you know, for close encounters, or maybe one that does really well remote damage. You'll, once you find a really good weapon, you can then continue to, update and upgrade that weapon to the to the max level of another one of your items so you can actually sacrifice another item with a higher gear level and then upgrade the weapon that has better abilities or maybe is just a better weapon overall but not a high enough gear to where it's lower damage you can actually sacrifice that higher item level number and then it will make that other gun maybe the gun that you want to keep that higher level so that's the secret to finding a really good gun and then you can keep updating it as you find higher and higher pieces of uh, maybe a, a weapon or a piece of armor and then you can keep upgrading the uh, that better piece so that uh, seems kind of confusing but once you get in there and start doing it it's actually very easy to do works very well so that is tip of the week wow all right little a uh, little bit of a crash course yeah so i mean that'll get you started in because a lot of people don't realize that you can actually sacrifice your gear. Uh, and so you're like, oh, you know, I leveled that really cool gun that has, you know, maybe a really good, because uh, some of them will have thermal sensors, you know, just different things, or maybe they'll do a little of an auto aim for you. Well, th that will eventually be a really low level item. And a lot of people just quit using it. No, upgrade that thing to the max level and keep using it. You don't have to give them up. So pretty nice. Well. There All right. Go. Is there anything else we need to do before we roll on out of here? Usually uh, we'd do the game giveaway now, but we've been doing them already. Yeah, no, sir. Um, I think that's about it. Just thanks to Josh and his team and cool. everybody who hit us up with the uh, subscriptions here. Very good. Well, if you want to find me, uh, you can find me at Brian Aldridge on Parlor, or you can go to my uh, blog, biteoftech.com. Also, you can go and check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. Just make sure on the right-hand side there, you join our server on Discord. Uh, that's where we primarily hang out. We're playing games. 
uh, or if you want to submit news topics, if there's something that you think we should be covering that we are not, make sure you go into our Discord, submit that to our, our news channel. Uh, we also have other channels for you know Sober October and uh, just some other areas, politics channel, if you're interested in any of those. We have our Steam group if you want to get a notification before our live show starts so you can participate in the chat like you've heard people doing. Uh, also, you've heard uh, a number of people that have been subscribing and everything. Uh, if you want to be able to do that, you have to be in our chat. And uh, that is, so you can just join us live from our Steam group. You don't Just as long as you have Steam open, it'll do a little notice. If not, then you won't see anything. Uh, we also have our video forms of the podcast. We have our Twitch. We have our YouTube. We have our BitChute and DLive. Those all have video forms and a number of them have those recorded after the fact and uploaded uh, and some stream live. If you want, our audio only form is only after the fact. So if you have a podcasting app or a desktop app, you can look at the lower right hand side and be a part of that. Also, we have on there our infection podcast extras. If you want to seize our pre and post show, uh, you can jump in and uh, and view those on our extras channel. Thank you for Judd for doing that. Uh, we also have show notes for 301 episodes. So if you want to follow along, if you're listening after the fact, just jump on that page. We've got a player for the video on there and an audio only player if you want to do it directly from that page. Uh, if you want to support us, you've heard people that are doing their prime gaming subs. Uh, we really appreciate those. They add up throughout the year to ha- help us pretty much pay for packs for the most part uh, with the, the least amount out of pocket that we uh, need to do. And then also you can do humble.infectionpodcast.com if you're going to be doing any humble bundles or amazon.infectionpodcast.com if you're going to be purchasing anything maybe for Christmas and things like that. Uh, as a lot of people are doing some purchases. So that really helps us out. And thank you very much. All righty. Thank you very much, Brian, as always. We appreciate it. We'll see you um We'll see you next Tuesday for uh, for another episode, and then uh, we'll see you the week after on a Wednesday for a uh, special Halloween edition of Infection. Alrighty, folks, yep. that is uh, going to do it. Um, if you want to uh, check me out online, you can do so. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. If you want to get uh, some political stuff, uh, you can do that over there. If you missed any portion of the show, you can check out show notes, images, links, all that fun stuff on our website, infectionpodcast.com. That's going to do it, folks. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.